It's a hometown tradition. Playing under the bright lights in front of family and friends. For the pride and glory for the name across the front of the jersey. Eagle Country 99.3 is your home for East Central, Lawrenceburg, Milan, and South Dearborn football. The games on Eagle Country 99.3 are presented by Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Dearborn County Casa, the City of Lawrenceburg, the Dearborn County Health Department, DeFill Pharmacies, Garing Heating and Cooling, Ag Ford and Greendale, Ivy Tech Community College, Margaret Mary Health, Safe Passage Inc., U.S. Army, Lawrenceburg, Recruiting Station, Wardway Fuels, Gary Trable at Hurlinger Chevrolet, St. Elizabeth Healthcare, and Whitewater Motor Company in Milan. The hometown tradition continues right now on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. It's game time. Well, thank you for riding out the storm with us. We are finally set for some high school football on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. It is playoff time, and we are getting set for a Class 3A Sectional 31 from Lawrenceburg High School, where the number 5 Lawrenceburg Tigers will host the Brownstown Central Braves. And all the cliches are back. It is winner go home. Survive in advance season alongside Happy Jack. I'm Double T Travis there. And, uh, well, we had to sit for a while until we could get up into the press box and get ready for this game. But we are going to play football, and we got a, a great matchup here to start the sectional tonight in Lawrenceburg. Well, Travis, I'm definitely being able to happy to say that, hey, we've got football action coming your way. I'm excited. Everybody out there in Eagle Country needs to be excited. I'm telling you what, this is going to be or should be a really high-scoring, kind of a high-intensity offensive matchup. Although with this delay, how is this going to affect both teams? I mean, who knows what we're going to see? Absolutely. And uh, coming into tonight, the Lawrenceburg Tigers are ranked fifth in Class 3A, 8-1 and one on the season. They've won eight straight games, including a narrow victory over South Dearborn last week, 15-8. to eight. To uh, get that eighth straight win, Brownstown Central comes in six and two. Uh, the Tigers are favored to win this sectional. They're number one in terms of the Sagarin ratings. Brownstown is third, though, so a, a pretty tough draw for a first-round matchup. And historically, when these two teams get together, it usually goes down to the wire. Oh, my goodness. Well, you would know that maybe more than most, Travis. I tell you what, you've got a kind of a personal history here uh, with this rivalry slash matchup. Uh, but I tell you what, the main thing I'm looking at is that while uh, Brownstown Central has really suffered some big losses, I mean, they had a big loss against Silver Creek, actually their biggest loss since going back to 2018. Uh, so, I mean, however, they have been able to put up so many points and do so much from a running game. They haven't really had to get much into their passing game, which means there could be some untapped potential that we might be seeing tonight. Absolutely, and once playoffs come around, you kind of tend to see some offensive plays that maybe haven't been put on film a bunch earlier in the season, so we'll get to uh, more on that uh, coming up. Uh, But, yes, getting back to the history between these two teams, there are some uh, big-time dates. I want to go all the way back to November 4, 2005. The Lawrenceburg Tigers playing at Brownstown Central for a sectional championship. The Braves are up 24 to nothing with less than six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and my classmates, Come back from 24 down, tie it, put it into overtime, and win that game 30 to 24 to win a sectional championship. Fast forward to October 30th, 2009. Brownstown Central gets their revenge on Lawrenceburg with a 14-7 win in the sectional. And then fast forward even further to 2016. The semi-state held here in the pit. The Tigers hold up on a two-point conversion goal line stand as time expires to win and go to the state championship, 41-40. So uh, these two teams have quite the history. I mean, that's drama you just cannot manufacture, Travis. That's why I said, you know, kind of almost a rivalry going on here. So, I mean, both these teams have 
kind of had a little bit of the best of each other, but also been taken advantage of and looked a little foolish at times. So, again, who's going to show up tonight? It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, you know, I'm really just kind of curious uh, because, you know, now Brownstown Central, they actually did have a big comeback win against uh, Seymour. Seymour, yeah. Yep. Uh, they had a, a big win over Scottsburg. That's who I thought it was. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Seymour, I mean, they were Sorry down. Sorry <laughs> there we go. I mean, I'm talking three scores with uh, like a minute 37 seconds in the entire game, and they came back three scores. Uh, there were some penalties that made some of those things possible, but I'm telling you, anytime you can score that many points in that a little amount of time, uh, they have to be a force to be reckoned with. And they are mostly a rushing team, so we'll uh, briefly talk about both teams here. For Lawrenceburg, what type of team are we going to see tonight? Uh, they were favored to beat South Dearborn last week, and a lot of folks <laughs> might have thought they would have beat them by a couple touchdowns. It was a 15-8 to game. Tigers had to score late to win it, but they're in the top 10 in both offensive points scored and defensive points allowed in Class 3A, so they are the complete package. I mean, they really appear to be. I mean, that's one of those, you know, that's what's on paper. Uh, last week, watching them against the South Dearborn, uh, man, it really kind of gave me some pause, and I think that's one of the things that Brownstown Central is going to try and key on, is if they can get enough pressure up front to really try and throw Garrett Yoon maybe off of his game just a little bit, although I'll tell you what, uh, I think we might see him roll out of the pocket, maybe doing a little bit more on the ground game. Uh, he really didn't have that option against South Dearborn, so so that may be one way to try and combat some of that pressure up front. Yeah, and for uh, Brownstown Central, they can certainly uh, score. They average 40 points per game. That's fourth in Class 3A. They are allowing about 23 points per game, so maybe not quite as good a defense as Coach Reed May has had in the past, but certainly a lot of talent on that side of the uh, of the sideline. Well, I mean, again, I think it's one of the things that the coach is going, you know what, I mean, we don't want to give up that many points, but as long as we're scoring 40-plus points, I don't think that's really going to be a major factor. I mean, they've just been such a powerful offense being able to put up those points. Uh, that's really going to be in their favor. I mean, I'm Watching them throw the ball around here. I mean, no, primarily a rushing team, but you know, throwing the ball around here earlier, there looks to be just some chemistry going on between these receiver uh, matchups going on here. That man, we just might see some uh, really great football. They will pass it some tonight, but they do average 353 yards on the ground with that spinner offense. So uh, they are a unique offense for sure. And uh, considering things are. Uh very unique here tonight with the weather delay. We have a shortened pregame show as we're getting set for kickoff in about six minutes. We're going to go straight into our pregame interview with Coach Ryan Kaniga. Here it is. This is the Whitewater Motor Company and Milan pregame show. Whitewater Motor Company, the most trusted name in the car business. And it's better late than never. It looks like we're going to play football here tonight. A lengthy delay. How'd you handle it, Coach? Well, you know, there's really not a script for something like this. But uh, the one thing that we were able to do is look at the radar yesterday and even throughout the day. So, you know, we started talking about our about our kids with this yesterday. Like, you know, there's going to be some adversity. One of the things might be out of our, of our control in the weather. So we talked to them a little bit about that yesterday, um, about how we would try to handle some things. And, you know, our kids have been here since 3 o'clock, and we're going on uh, 847. But uh, it's sectional time, and, you know, they're, you're, they're young. This isn't late for them. It's late for maybe you and me and some of our fans. But uh, it's not late for them. So we uh, hung out in the gym, hung out in the locker room, got them some snacks there a little while ago, and, you know, try to keep them hydrated and those things. But uh, just excited we're playing. Absolutely. And now that we got the uh, weather stuff out of the way, let's talk about football. You guys ended the regular season 8-1, uh, eight, eight wins in a row. It was a tough one last week, 15-8. to eight, Came down to the waning moments against South Dearborn. Talk a little bit about that win for your Tigers. Well, it was just a great win. And, uh, you know, our guys executed down the stretch. And as I said last week, it was just two defenses playing really well. And, uh, you know, hard, things were hard to come by. But at the end of the night, when you look, we ran 80 
plays that are 53. Um, you know, I think we left one scoring opportunity off the board early. Um, and you never know what play is going to change a game and spark you. But uh, South Durban played really well. Um, you know, we did some things that uh, we needed to fix this week to lock up some things and make us better. But just a great game. And, uh, you know, obviously we came out uh, on the winning side. And I think if you talk to Coach Ballard, he would say that he just left us a little too much time. And that's the thing about us. We got some playmakers and we got some guys that have experience. So when it comes time to make a play, uh, we did. And uh, give a lot of credit to our kids uh, for making those and was excited to get out of there with a W, no doubt. Sure. And um, was last week maybe a little bit of a wake-up call for your kids? You had been blowing out a lot of your opponents, a 25-point margin um, to date. Uh, so was that a little bit of a wake-up call that you guys got to come out maybe play a little bit better tonight? Yeah, it was. You know, it was something that we could go back and look at and say, look, you know, and not that, no, but we never overlooked South Durban, ever. Um, and we knew that would be a tough game. And as I said, some didn't go our way. They played well. But, yeah, I think it served as a wake-up call. And, you know, they're still young high school kids. So throughout the week when you talk about some things, I don't know if they really believe you. And then it's always good to go back and say, didn't we talk about that? We told you we're not going to lie to you. And uh, the thing that you got going this week is everybody in your program knows you must win to continue. Uh, There's no more scheduled games. Uh, You have to earn the right to play. So our guys uh, had a little eagerness in them this week. And, you know, there's a lot on the line. And we got a great football team to play against. Yes, and that was uh, leading into my next question, Brownstown Central. It seems every time that these two teams get together, uh, there's magic on the field. It always comes down to the end. There's been some uh, really big games uh, in the in the past. So, uh, what kind of task uh, do you have in front of you tonight against that spinner offense? Oh, yeah, we talked about it uh, leaving South Durban last week. There's no doubt that it, it's unique. Uh, all you can do is try to prepare for it. We won't be able to execute the speed that it's run in practice, but uh, there's no it, – it's magic. They do that. It's an equalizer. I remember talking to Coach Reed May a long time ago. He said he put it in to give his guys a chance to beat some of the better teams in the regionals and things like that. So it is an equalizer. It's Houdini back there hiding the ball and – People are going every direction, so we'll have to lock in and have to play well. They're well coached. Uh, Coach Reed May's been at it forever and won a lot of games, so we'll have to play well, there's no doubt. All right, and a couple quick keys for the Tigers to win tonight. Uh, take care of the ball, tackle in space, and let our playmakers have fun and light up the scoreboard as much as we can. All right, awesome. Well, good luck to you tonight and hopefully the, the rest of the way because <laughs> we want more games from the Yeah, tonight. thanks and go, Tigers. All right, that's head coach Ryan Kanig of the Lawrenceburg Tigers. When we come back, we'll hear from Brownstown Central head coach Reed May. This is the White Water Motor Company and Milan pregame show on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Whether it's the all-new 2020 Ford Super Duty for maximum productivity during your Monday to Friday grind, or the adventure and trail-seeking F-150 for your weekend adventures, to the all-new family-carrying Ford Explorer, Hag Ford has the vehicles to help you create the memories that will last a lifetime. Check out all our memory-creating vehicles at HagFordSales.com. Hagford, we are the difference. Game, Silver Creek we didn't play very well, so obviously we got to 
first big challenge tonight was Lawrenceburg, so it was going to be a big game for us. I wanted to ask about your center offense, too, and how that's uh, maybe evolved uh, since you've been running that for a long time at Brownstown. Well, we run the single wing offense. We think it's unique. It gives people problems. So hopefully I'll give them problems tonight. And, you know, that's just something that we've developed over the last three or four years. And we feel like we've gotten better and better with it. So hopefully we'll do well tonight. We need to have success. we got to control the ball. Sure. And uh, looking at the Lawrenceburg team, what are some of the uh, big things that you need to take away from them tonight to come out successful? Well, they're just very explosive offensively. They do a lot of great things. And defensively, they've done a great. I mean, they're just overall great football team. So, you know, it's a, I told our kids all week, it's David versus Goliath. we got to come out and see what we can play through Goliath. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate your comments here in the pregame. Good luck to you tonight. All right, thank you. All right, that is Coach Reed May of the Brownstown Central Braves. When we come back, we'll have kickoff from the pit. It is playoff time, high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. I'm Dr. Heidi Murley, a surgeon with St. Elizabeth. Delaying your surgery may have left you in pain. You don't have to deal with that any longer. Whether it's your knee, hip, hand, or hernia at St. Elizabeth, our advanced surgical options are safely open to you right now. Offering same-day surgery to get you home quickly. Using minimally invasive procedures to shorten recovery time. Leading the nation with advanced robotic surgery. St. Elizabeth surgical options are customized for you. Safe, convenient, high quality. The most advanced surgery right here. Hey, it's Happy Jack bridging the gap between Bubba Bo and Double T every weekday from 10 till 2 on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Welcome back to Lawrenceburg High School. We are finally getting set for kickoff in this class. 3A sectional 31 first round matchup between the Lawrenceburg Tigers and the Brownstown Central Braves. Coin toss going on right now alongside Happy Jack on Double T, and we're going to turn to Jack for the Hag Ford keys to the game. Well, as far as those Brownstown Central Braves, really, we need to make sure that they're going to have to control the pace. If they want to win this game, they're going to have to try and keep Lawrenceburg offense off the field. That's going to be one of the big keys for them. And they've got to, you know, uh, make it like it's a, a home game again. You know, try and play to the fans. I mean, they actually traveled real well. They've got a big, big presence here. Uh, what a great sectional matchup this is going to be. If they can do that, they got a chance to win this game. Now, if you're the Tigers, well, you've got to play this as four-quarters football. You've got a team that can come back. I mean, it doesn't matter how much time is on that clock. They can come back. So this is going to be four quarters of full football ball, uh, kind of force maybe Brownstown Central to more of a passing team, see if you can force a few of those mistakes, and well, as Coach Kaysen, uh kind of alluded to, if they can avoid turning over that ball, a big key for them tonight and winning this game. All right, thank you for the Hag Ford keys to the game. Stop by the dealership on US 50 in Greendale and get your keys to a brand new Ford today, HagFordSales.com. Brownstown Central has won the toss. They have deferred, so Lawrenceburg will receive. So we'll see that high-powered Lawrenceburg offense coming out here tonight. They'll be led by junior quarterback Garrett Yoon. 1,500 yards passing this year, 17 touchdowns, uh, really getting it done, protecting the ball as well. Senior running back Adam Bird in the backfield. He'll have his lead blocker, Jacob Pierce, at fullback, a Three wide receiver core for Lawrenceburg. Daya Patel, the top target with Aiden Gilmore and Dakota Roth, other playmakers there. Braden York will start at tight end and along the front line for the Tigers. Ethan Paris, Colton Roth, Micah Foster in at center. Braden Watkins at right guard and Ashton Craig at right tackle. That's the uh, starting lineup to live. Brought to you by CASA. Join the Voices for Recovery at DearbornCountyCASA.com. We will get you the Brownstown Central starters on defense after the kickoff which will be booted by number 25, Cooper Wolka, a junior for Brownstown, and waiting for the kick for the Tigers in their orange tops and black pants, Adam Bird and Aiden Gilmore. A lot of explosiveness back there for the Tigers, Jack. We've seen 
Gilmore and Bird be able to get the Tigers into good field position to start opening drives. I mean, those are two great playmakers you want to have the ball. I don't know if they're going to get a chance to this ball. Probably more than likely going in the end zone. We shall see. Very good kick there, and Bird's going to field it at about the eight-yard line. And he is wrapped up about the 23, 24-yard line. It's a good coverage from Brownstown Central. To start the game, we will set the Brownstown defense for you. It is a 3-5-3 look on the defensive line. They'll have defensive end Cole Darlidge at uh, nose tackle, Kane Bell, and the other DE, Sean Burton. Five linebackers, Jaden Steinkamp, Ethan Foltz, Lucas Hines, 90 tackles on the season, Eli Wishmeyer and Jake Polly, and the three defensive backs, corners, Reese Henry and Nicholas Robbins, and the quarterback, Kiernan Tiermeyer, will play at safety. So the Tigers will take it from their own 23 to start this game, and it will be a run to Adam Bird, and he breaks off a 10-yard, 11-12-yard gain and a first down on the first play from scrimmage. So Tigers want to come out and maybe punch them in the mouth. I mean, really, you know, I, I you know I talked about the uh, Braves wanting to kind of control the pace. Look like the Tigers saying, hey, this is our home. We're going to control this pace. What a great run and just a great call there because I definitely think Brownstown was thinking fast. So, uh, only two down linemen for Brownstown. So uh, this time I think Bird lost the ball. Brownstown Central might have felt on that. I haven't seen the signal yet, Travis. I mean, it looks like they're still saying Tigers ball, but I haven't seen. And the Tigers get back on it and lose a few yards back to their own 39-yard line. So loss of two could have been much worse for the Tigers, though. Well, see, and I think part of that is that shakeup on that front line. I know we weren't able to really get into some of those details in the pregame there, but, I mean, you know, some shakeups, some moving around there, uh, maybe a little penetration in the middle. Actually, back to the 34-yard line. Garrett Yoon in the shotgun formation, two receivers to his left, and he is looking downfield to Daya Patel, who gets behind the defender, and he might outrun him for a touchdown. Daya Patel taking it all the way in for a big play. Garrett Yoon making something out of nothing. Holy cow, talk about chemistry, wide receiver, quarterback. 66-yard touchdown pass (laughs) from Yoon to Patel. Wow, what a great catch that was and run. My goodness, but again, the vision from Yoon, because I'm telling you, he really was a dead play. Absolutely, and a good wherewithal from Daya Patel to uh, just work his way down the field as Garrett worked his way to the near sideline. And uh, like you said, Jack, what a throw on the move by Garrett Yoon. Jamie Hibbert on for the extra point. He's been good in this situation all year long, and that ball is blasted off the left post. Got the broadcaster's jinx. My apologies, Joey Hibbert, as the Tigers will lead it six to nothing. Though, ten forty-nine left in the first quarter. We'll be back after this. It's high school football on Eagle Country ninety-nine-three and EagleCountryOnline.com. You're obviously familiar with social distancing, but FCN Bank also encourages financial distancing. Financial distancing means being able to do your banking as far away from the bank as you'd like with services such as FCN Mobile Deposit, FCN Online Banking, the super handy FCN Mobile app, and more. You can bank from anywhere. Deposit a check while in Aruba, check account balances from the top of the Statue of Liberty, or just pay your bills from your kitchen table. Financial distancing at FCN Bank. Safe, convenient, and basically pretty cool. FCN is your neighborhood bank, even when you're halfway around the world. Member FDIC. Hey, 
Hey, sports ball fans. This is Lori with Eagle Country 99.3, and my friend Gary Trable is a proud sponsor of this sportscast and your athlete. Stop and see Gary at Herlinger Chevrolet the next time you're shopping for a new vehicle and be the star of your game with a warranty forever from Gary at Herlinger Chevrolet. The Open Door Thrift Store in Aurora is your way to help women in need while you shop local and save. Fabulous women's clothes, men's, and kids, too. Household items and home decor, plus brand new furniture liquidations at great savings. Find the Open Door Thrift Store on Facebook. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Well, it didn't take the Tigers' offense long to strike against that Brownstown Central Braves defense. Three plays, 77-yard drive. Garrett Yoon caps it off with a 66-yard touchdown pass to his favorite target, Daya Patel. You can't start any better if you're the Lawrenceburg Tigers. I mean, truly, truly did throw the, uh, you know, the Braves off on their defensive coverage, running the ball right from the get-go. That's what they were playing for. Pulled the uh, linebackers up, gets Diane Patel behind there, a broken play, but just a great throw, great catch. And, man, you know, again, what we've seen all year, though, so it shouldn't be too much of a shock, but, wow, every time you see those great plays, it just kind of makes you smile. And how about the play before where the Tigers fumbled but were able to get back on it? Um, huge play early on in this game as Hibbert hits a line-drive kick that is going to be fielded at around the 10-yard line. And that return by Lucas Hines is out to the 27-yard line. Make it the 28. And uh, definitely Lucas Hines, probably a name you're going to be calling uh, several times tonight there, Travis, for sure. And Lucas Hines is the starting Left swing, man, that's left spinner for this Brownstown offense. He is their leading rusher with 942 yards coming in. Kiernan Meyer, the quarterback, they'll have Eli Wishman at fullback, the right spinner, Janan Steinkamp, and um, we'll try our best to figure out who has the ball in this spinner offense. And they're going to come out passing, and Meyer is sacked by Alex White coming right through on a linebacker blitz. Well, definitely tough to pick up where the ball was. You know, great kind of a deception there. But, man, even better coverage by the uh, Tigers' D. Very aggressive play call from the uh, Tigers' defense. Defense coordinator Kevin Wersch calling the blitz on first down. Loss of seven for Brownstown Central. We'll have Brandon Reynolds and Carson Darledge as wide receivers. They shift the line. Kane Bell, Trayton Ream, Braden Millick. Creed Gambrell and Dustin Kosich. And that's going to be a quarterback keeper from T. Meyer. Gets the ball out to the 25, so give him four yards. And that is going to set down, set up a third and long, and we have talked about this off the air and a little bit in the pregame. This is a situation Larsberg wants to get Brownstown Central in. Third and long, force them to be a passing team. Truly, I mean, if they can do that, throw them out of that major comfort zone that they do have, even if they're capable, it's still not their uh, forte. It definitely kind of throws them off their game, gives them a chance to kind of strike. I may see even another blitz coming up here. And they will hand that ball off. And that's a big hole for Hines. And he's going to take the ball out near the 45-yard line. So give him 19 yards on that carry and a first down. Also a big third down conversion. Man, but I'm telling you, you mentioned the holes that was up there. I mean, there was all kinds of space in the middle. I think the uh, spinner uh, kind of really threw the Tigers uh, front line on the D off there just a little bit. Well, again, you get into a uh, third and 13 situation, and um, you think they're going to pass, but they hit you with that run, and a big hole opens up. Brownstown Central keeps the chains moving. Ball at their own 
43-yard line. This time they swing it around to Jaden Steinkamp. He is wrestled down by Lucas Pierce. And let me tell you what a great open field tackle that was. That would have been about another 8 to 10 yards had he not been able to complete that. So good job to Pierce. Four-yard gain on that first down play. 8.58 left here in the first quarter. Late start here at Lawrenceburg after a uh, pretty wicked storm came through the tri-state area. That was expected earlier on today, but it does appear that all that is out of the way, and we'll get this game in in its entirety. Second and six for Brownstown near the 50-yard line. T. Meyer's going to keep it this time, and he shoots out like a cannon, and Jace Bohan made a touchdown-saving tackle out to the down to the 35-yard line, so a 12-yard gain, another first down. I mean, wow, what an explosive run that was. Just a great job of kind of disguising that. But, man, I did not realize we were going to get that much speed out of him tonight. Wow. And I tell you what, the wind is really whipping here at Larksburg, too. You might even hear it coming through our uh, crowd, Mike. But uh, for T. Meyer, six foot, 150 pounds, so uh, he's lightweight, but he has got some speed back there. At quarterback for this Braves team, first and 10 from the Tigers, 36. That's going to be a play action, and he is back. Coming off the edge, it is Trevor Jones, I believe. Yes, indeed, and uh, Trevor missed some games earlier this season with an injury, but came up with a big play there for the Tigers. Oh, my goodness, yes, I'm telling you what, I think the uh, spinner almost uh, kind of faked themselves out there, uh, did not see that coverage coming from the blind side and just taken down for a loss. Just a great defensive play and definitely needed by the Tigers. Uh, the momentum was definitely shifting away there for just a moment. Eight-yard loss, second sack of the game for the Tigers as they push Brownstown Central back to the Larksburg 44. Meyer's going to keep it again. Oh, excuse me. That's, that's where they have you faked out. It's actually <laughs> Hines. Uh, with the carry, uh, I mean, yeah, just a, an out, out. Now I know what the coach called it, Houdini, because, yeah, try and find the ball. Wow. <laughs> so that's going to uh, get it back to about a third and ten. See where the official mark was. Give them seven yards on that carry, Jack. Yeah, Jacob Hines. So a uh, second, third and long for Brownstown. They did use a run play to pick up the first last time. They shift a lot of guys up front here, too. Uh, maybe trying to confuse the defense before they hit that spinner offense. And this time, they are not going to get the first down as Ethan Paris makes the stop. One-yard loss hitting T. Meyer in the backfield. I mean, really, just a great job by Paris being able to kind of figure out, kind of see what was going on. That definitely seems to be a go-to play. And, you know, when you're keeping your eye on the ball, as the coach probably told them all week, uh, it is just a big, big plus there and nowhere for T. Meyer to go with the ball. So fourth and 11 from the Tigers, 37. And uh, we'll see if this is going to actually be an offensive play for Brownstown. And it will be a pooch punt which is going to take a, a nice bounce and roll down to about the eight-yard line. So nice job by T. Meyer. I mean, talk about a guy that's doing it all. I mean, you know, playing safety, playing quarterback, punting the ball, and what a great strategy that was to try and, you know, kind of eliminate the return, getting that ball kind of just, you know, hit and just die there on the field. So the Tigers will have uh... – not as good field position coming into the second drive. It only took them three plays to go 77 yards. They'll have to go 92 yards on this drive. 621 left here in the first quarter. Tigers do lead it six to nothing over Brownstown Central. It is a little bit easier to kind of, you know, be going that long a field with at least six points already on the board. Gary in shotgun formation. He's got two wide receivers to his right. And we have a penalty flag first of the night. 
That may have been a false start. Yes, false start on the offense. I think he might have moved the ball. So we do have to uh, note that Micah Foster is getting a, another start here, uh, essentially another start. He played a lot of minutes last week after some injuries, but Logan Lang, the original center starter, out. Um, Braden Watkins had moved over there last week against South Dearborn. He got injured, but uh, he's actually in at right guard tonight. So a uh, big situation here for Micah Foster. All right, you can tell the wind's so strong it's blowing the doors yeah, off there. Yeah, the door actually blew open. Uh, just so we note that we didn't actually have it open. There's a run play to uh, Adam Bird on first and 14. Got a few positive yards there for the Tigers. They maybe getting two at most, maybe. Get them six, actually. Oh, uh, man, there must be. Got it down to the 10-yard line. All right, well, hey, all is good. Second and eight. Here's that shotgun formation. Two wide receivers to the right. Daya Patel, Aiden Gilmore in the slot. Dean's going to roll to his right and nearly intercepted. Ooh, woo. That was intended for Aiden Gilmore, but Brandon Reynolds makes a nice play there in the middle of the field. Yeah, nearly intercepting the ball. Got a hand on that. I really thought that was getting picked. And if it did, there was nobody in front. That was going to be a pick six. So, uh, uh, good job there as far as at least, you know, keeping the ball out in front. Uh, but man, they have to try and, uh, change up some of these, uh, little receiving patterns, some of these routes. Cause it looked like, man, the, at least the linebackers up front really doing good coverage. Third and eight from their own 10 yard line. The Tigers can move the chains. Jake Pearson motion to the right. They'll hand that ball off to Bird, and he's got a pretty big hole, makes a cutback, and it looks like he gets the ball out to the 18-yard line, which is going to be good enough for a first down. Wow, how about that? Man, just good vision there. Great job by Bird. It looks like he got a little bottled up, but like you said, saw that lane and pick up the first down. We've seen both teams go for it on third down and move the chains via the ground. And the Tigers got a new set of life here. First and 10 from their own 19. Now they'll go into more of a uh, power formation here. Two tight ends. It's going to be another run to Bird. This time he takes it off tackle to the right, and he's able to fight forward for another seven or eight yards. Does average a little over six and a half yards per carry. Yeah, and is uh, already averaging over that yet this evening, already with 35 yards under his belt. So, uh, uh, Man, again, if you can be able to control the pace, keep this kind of uh, gains coming on your average yard per carry, uh, I think the Tigers will take this all night long. You get yourself into uh, second and two situations. Uh, good things are usually going to happen. So, again, the Tigers going with a heavy set, showing that they're likely going to run the ball. And this time Garrett Yoon's going to keep it. Yay. He is met by Sean Burton right at the line of scrimmage. Don't think he got much there, if anything at all. Uh, looks like they're giving him basically no gain. I mean, I like the idea. Again, I really thought that, you know, before the game started, they were going to get uh, involved in that run game just a little bit more, but uh, Braves there kind of sniffed that out and not give him anywhere to run. That'll be third and two. A couple scoreboard updates for you. Greenwood leads South Dearborn 20-17 to 17 at halftime. East Central 7, Silver Creek 0 at the end of 1, and Milan is uh, up on South Decatur 13 to nothing in the second quarter. Third and two from their own 27, and... 
That's going to be another first down for well, the do Tigers. Look, they're marking it really close to that line, and I do believe he did get it, but boy. Bird on the carry again. Give him three yards and the first down. Are they going to come in? Yep, there's the first oh. down signal. A little late, but like I said, the where they were marking it, Travis, I was really kind of concerned because I'm like, uh, I don't know. We may have to go in for a measurement. But I think uh, common sense ruled out there, and uh, hash marks do help. Should I give them two yards officially to the 29, but nonetheless, it's still a first down for the Tigers, who look like they want to stay running the ball on this possession. They'll hand a birdie, goes off tackle to the right yet again, and is going to carry it for four or five yards close to the 35-yard line. Yes, I mean, somewhat of a conservative play call, but an effective one. So, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it right now. Uh, if they can be able to hold on to the ball, you know, avoid those turnovers, uh, that's probably just a great game plan. And a good five-yard game. They continue to run behind right tackle Ashton Craig and uh, tight end Braden York. A lot of beef on that side of the line for the Tigers. And Bird's going to get it off to the right again. And he gets about eight yards for another first down. Man, what a great job. And it looked like the Braves were trying to do a little blitz of the blitz there. So good thing they didn't try and do that uh, little uh, pass option because that would have been sniffed out pretty quick. So just a great call. Man, offense firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. And Adam Bird is uh, really asserting himself in this game. Again, Brownstown Central, while they might be a running team, they still average 40 points per game. So on the converse side, because you said, you know, they need to keep Lawrenceburg off the field but why can't the same be true for Lawrenceburg to keep Brownstown off the field? I mean, you know, obviously it can, but, you know, when you've got you know, two guys making up 1,800 yards on the ground for your season, uh, if you're the Braves, you're kind of thinking, hey, we can be able to control this maybe a little bit better. Uh, and, well, looks like they have a little bit of a timeout action. Somebody's trying to take a second look at what's going on here. Yeah, a little uh, confusion on the offensive side of the ball, so uh, Lawrenceburg will take a timeout. Timeouts are presented by Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Located in Lawrenceburg, Batesville, and Green Township. You can check them out at beaconortho.com. So uh, set the uh, reset the stage here at the pit. Lawrenceburg leading Brownstown Central 6 to nothing with 3.09 left in the first quarter. And uh, we've mentioned it a couple times already when these two teams get together. Fireworks out there on the field. It's usually a very close, hard-fought game. Usually comes down to the end. And uh, this is dating back all the way into the 90s. They usually play in the sectional as well, so there's always something major on the line. Well, I mean, there is nothing more major than a sectional championship. I'm telling you what, here in this year of uh, 2020, let me tell you, anytime you can be able to get your uh, uh, kind of rally around your uh, town, your sport, your fans, you're going to take that, and that's what I think right now is truly on the line is who, which town, which fans can you reignite the most. And right now, so far, it has been Vantage Lawrenceburg Tigers. And uh, taking a look a little bit uh, further into this sectional, Brownstown Central and Lawrenceburg at the uh, top of the bracket. The winner will play Rushville or Scottsburg next week. On the bottom half of the bracket, you got Franklin County at Batesville and Greensburg at Charlestown. Franklin County leading Batesville 21 to nothing. They have already beaten Batesville 41-0 this season. Franklin County, the favorite to come out of that other side of the bracket. I'd say Greensburg's probably a close second, so... Whoever wins this game tonight is likely going to face one of those two teams in the sectional championship a couple weeks from now as we have a flag on the field out of the timeout. And uh, the ref's counting how many players are uh, on one particular side. And we'll see if he gets the math right. Well, 
Uh, he's just going to say, my bad. I thought there was 12. There's 11. We've all been here for a long time, so maybe. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, how about that, folks? Yes, oh, yes, everybody is human. Mistakes do happen. Trust me, don't I know that. So first and 10 from their own 43, Tigers, with two wide receivers split out to the left, and they are going to hand that bird ball to Bird going off right tackle again, but this time Brownstown Central is going to knock him down for a loss. Yeah, it looked like he kind of brought the blitz from the opposite side, which they haven't been doing, and with just Bird tried to run right into that and actually ended up taking a little bit of a loss. Well, that's going to take the ball all the way back to the 40-yard line, so uh, second and 13, and then Brownstown, I think, you know, fooled me once, fooled me twice. They weren't going to get fooled a third time on a uh, run play to the right. Yeah, I definitely see uh, Garrett Yoon uh, holding on to that ball and then put this in the air. Uh, maybe find one of the uh, maybe tight ends here on the end. Uh, I know we want to see Braden York get involved. I think this could be a good way. <laughs> Pearson motion to the right. This time Garrett is going to keep it, and he's got a couple blockers in front of him. He gets the first down and more. He is out of bounds at the 29, or excuse me, at the 31 yard line. Man, and what a good, smart quarterback play, getting out of bounds, stopping the clock, and not taking a hit. That is a uh, 29-yard gain for Garrett Yoon. Wow. Fantastic. Good vision, good run, and good call by Happy Jack saying that it was uh, just about time for the quarterback keeper. Oh, I mean, I'm telling you, you got that much talent who can do so much with the ball on this side as well. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before he gets involved. Four wide receivers, three to the right. Lucas Pierce now in the backfield for the Tigers. He's in there as a blocker. And heavy pressure coming in from defensive end Sean Burton. So Yoon throws it away. But, yeah, how about the, uh, you know, the wherewithal to not take the sack there, Travis? I mean, that's just real good smart play because uh, sometimes you kind of want to force it. You're in a sectional game. You want to make the big play. You're going to get on the highlight reel. And, <laughs> but, you know, you're going to do what helps your team. They'll throw that ball away, live to fight another day. thought he actually had Lucas Pierce on a check down, but uh, with the heavy pressure, Garrett wasn't able to see him, so he'll live to fight another down with that incomplete pass. Tigers with the ball on the Brownstown Central 31-yard line, leading it 6 to nothing with 2.11 left in the opening frame. Bird's going to get it. This is right up the middle. He'll get the ball down to the 28-yard line. So give him three yards on that carry. Going to set up a third down. Tigers have already converted on two third downs on this drive. They'll have seven yards to go. So you're feeling ground game, you're feeling air. I mean, they've had success with both, a little bit more on the ground. Uh, but like you said, you know, fooling me once, I don't I, know. I think their tendency is to run the ball in this situation because they could really have two plays to get the seven yards. But um, they're so balanced, you can't rule out a pass as well. And Garrett Yoon's going to keep it this time, and he shoots through like a cannon, similar to T. Meyer earlier. And uh, he gets it right down to the 21-yard line. So I think he's got the seven yards that he needs for the first down. I mean, just a great Maybe a, hmm. Yeah, they are moving the chain, so that's going to be the fifth uh, first down of the drive and the third they have uh, converted on third down. So right into the red zone, right on the 20-yard line, Jack. I'm telling you, it didn't get any much more on the mark there. That's why I was really surprised for the late first down call because that's where the first down marker was. See if Daya Patel gets single coverage here on the far side of the field. He's the only wide receiver out there. Instead, they'll hand a bird. Ran into his own lineman, was able to fight forward. Gets it down to the 
16-yard line, so four-yard gain for Bird. This has been a very lengthy drive for the Tigers. That uh, 14 plays so far. Remember, this drive started back on their own eight-yard line. I mean, this is definitely, when we talk about controlling the pace, this is what we had. I thought this was going to be more of the game plan for the Braves. Looks like the Tigers say, hey, that's our playbook. <laughs> Just take a step back for a moment. Under a minute to play here in the first quarter. And Bird's going to run it to the right again. He breaks a couple of tackles. Still up, down to about the uh, six or seven yard line. So this is going to be another first down. Got it down to the seven, so give him nine yards on that carry. First and seven, first and goal from the seven, excuse me. And the Tigers will have to run one more play before the first quarter comes to an end. It has been a uh, pretty quick first quarter. Maybe that was the uh, game plan is to keep the clock running so we could get out of here a little bit earlier than uh, maybe we will. But uh, Bird's going to take it off right tackle again. Knocked down at about the four-yard line, so give him three. Tigers will have a second and short to go to get another touchdown when we come back after the break. Tigers leading Brownstown Central six to nothing in this sectional 31 first round matchup back after this. It is high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. We all know that guy or gal, the one who can fix just about anything, big or small, with attention to detail and always with a smile. Are you that guy or gal? Ken Nyer Plumbing has employment opportunities for all skill levels. Experienced plumbers for the construction and service divisions, equipment operators and pipe layers for excavation, even entry-level apprenticeships where you earn while you learn. Great pay and great benefits await with Ken Nyer Plumbing. Apply now at NyerPlumbing.com. That's N-E-Y-E-R Plumbing.com. I think everyone here is focused on the same thing, and you can really feel that. And it's good to feed off your your peers who are all focused on the same goal that you are. Obviously, smaller class sizes, which I think is a really good thing. You're never too far away from your professor, and they're always usually pretty available. I'm Chris, and I'm with Ivy. Learn more at ivytech.edu slash Lawrenceburg. Fall is approaching, and that means it is SUV season at Hag Ford. Make this fall one to remember with a great deal on a new Ford EcoSport, Escape, Edge, Explorer, or Expedition. You can check out our SUV inventory online at Hag Ford sales.com. Hag Ford, we are the difference. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Welcome back to Dick Peter Stadium, home of Neary Field, a.k.a. The Pit. It is playoff time in Indiana and Lawrenceburg Tigers. Taking on Brownstown Central in the first round of this Class 3A Sectional 31. Tigers leading it 6 to nothing after one, but they are driving on the doorsteps of putting it in the end zone yet again. Happy Jack. Well, yes, Travis, for maybe some of the folks just tuning in. Yes, this is actually still the first game. There's only one game, but, well, it was delayed. We have the tons of weather. Everyone out there kind of was dealing with some of the storms. But we've got a great matchup here tonight. My goodness, Tigers leading 6 nothing, knocking on the door, trying to go up a couple of scores here on the Braves, who will have a potential for a lot of comebacks. So this is just set up for a great night of football, Travis. Second and goal from the four-yard line. They flip fields here. Garrett Yoon in the shotgun. He's going to keep it, and he is drugged down at about the two-yard line, coming up to make the play there, Jake Polly and company for Brownstown Central as Yoon gets one yard. 
Yes. Third and goal from the three. Two more tries to get it in there, Jack. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's not a lot of run there, not a room, I should say. Uh, I mean, I love the play call, uh, but I think it's a little too close. Again, we talked about how these kind of run somewhat of a similar style of offense. Uh, but, man, need to uh, spread the field would be a good idea, Travis. Well, the Tigers have been using uh, what I call a power formation where they get a couple tight ends in there. They got a fullback as well, but they bunch them all up. Um, really close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, maybe doesn't give Bird and Yoon so much room to run, but again, that's going to be another uh, stop from Brownstown Central. Had uh, plenty of white jerseys there, including Jacob, or excuse me, Lucas Hines. 90 tackles on the year. And so, man, uh, I mean, there's a lot of size up there for uh, the Braves. I mean, and that's really a tough running road for the Tigers. Uh, like you said, I mean, a great power formation. But, man, you've got a whole lot of field and that many playmakers on your team. I want to try and get some of those involved. And now they're probably going to make me look foolish and run the ball in the end zone here. Huge, huge play in this game with 11 minutes left in the second quarter. Tigers leading it 6 to nothing. It is a fourth and goal from the three-yard line. And um, you might hear me say this from time to time. It's the playoffs. You can't hold anything back. I think we're going to have a timeout here, Travis, unless they're going to get this playoff really quick. Yes, another uh, timeout uh, by the Tigers as the play clock was winding down. We're going to keep it right here, give you a couple of scoreboard updates uh, from our other area teams that we follow uh, throughout the season. That'd be East Central, South Dearborn, and Milan. And how about the South Dearborn Knights? They have made a tremendous comeback and now lead Greenwood 26-20. to I believe they were down 20-7 to in this game at one point. They got a punt return, and they go ahead on a three-yard Hunter Hatfield run and also had a recent field goal from Dalton Hatfield from 28 yards away. So the Knights have the lead in the second half, 26-20 over Greenwood. In that same sectional, East Central and Silver Creek, two teams that are ranked in 4A. The Trojans leading that one 14 to nothing in the second quarter. And Milan leading South Decatur still 13 to nothing was the last score we got from Milan out in the second quarter. Franklin County 21, Batesville 0. So those are some of the uh, primary score- scores that we're going to be tracking the rest of the night. But Interestingly enough, that Silver Creek team that East Central's playing, they really put it on Brownstown Central a couple weeks ago, 42-14. to Silver Creek's undefeated this year. So really shows you maybe how good East Central is. Oh, it, it, it really, really does. I'm telling you, they are a big force to be reckoned with. I mean, I do believe the Braves only got like only ran like 63 plays that entire night, just a whole lot of, uh, or should say, a lack of offense that they were even just to be able to be on the field. So, uh, you know, right now they did kind of put a bad taste in their mouth. They came back the next week, pretty big win, and uh, they're going to try and do the same thing tonight. But, boy, yeah. Tigers so far have had their number. Don't sleep on South Dearborn. They win tonight. They could very well meet East Central in a potential sectional championship. Championship a couple weeks from now. So we're out of the timeout. Fourth and goal. Tigers have it on the three-yard line, and this is going to be a wildcat formation with Adam Bird set to take the snap. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling through it. I'm feeling through it. Adam has played quarterback a couple years ago. He has experience throwing the ball. And we have some more confusion. And I think another timeout has been called. So uh, we will step away for a short 30-second break. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. 
Folks, it's just that simple. Sell your car to us. Tom T.B. Auto Center or Car Country. Do you or a loved one need help at home? Help obtaining a walker, a wheelchair, or other equipment? Help with meals or transportation? Lifetime Resources is committed to serving older adults, individuals with disabilities, and caregivers, especially during this challenging time. Call 812-432-6200 to speak with a caring, helpful staff member. Visit lifetime-resources.org for options and Steps taken to keep the community safe and well. Lifetime Resources is here for you. Hey, it's Double T Travis there. I have all the news, sports, and traffic you need to wrap up your day on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Okay. Welcome back to the pit where the Tigers lead Brownstown Central 6 to nothing. Been a couple of timeouts here. A little confusion down from the field. It does appear that there was an official timeout before Lawrenceburg called for once. They still have one timeout remaining. We are uh, getting set for a fourth and goal from the three-yard line. Uh, we saw before that timeout, Adam Bird was set to receive the snap in what looked like a wildcat formation. We'll see if the Tigers come back out with that same formation. I do not see Garrett Yoon out there. There's definitely going to be a little trickery by Coach K trying to change it up here in the sectional matchup. You talk about some of the plays you don't always see. Adam Bird with essentially ten blockers in front of him. Maybe going to try to pound this ball in from the three-yard line, and that's exactly what they do, and Adam Bird is in for the score. Three yards untouched right into the student section. Wow, I'm telling you right now, that was just a great gutsy call. I really wanted to see him put it in the air, but, I mean, when you're having that much success on the ground and you got that much talent on your team, why not just pound it right in the end zone? Just fantastic job. And yet now you've got a 12 nothing lead over the Braves. Uh, definitely uh, time to keep the hammer down, though, because this is where you have to get into that four-quarter football, Travis. But, man, great job by the Tigers, great success. Now it's trying to see what the uh, Braves can kind of do to come back and kind of get themselves back into this game. Absolutely. We'll see if uh, Joey Hibber can knock through the PAT. His first one banged off the left upright. This time it is straight through, and the Tigers take a 13-0 lead. We'll be back after this. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Honey, we're going to party at Trav's. Want to come? Yes, I love that place. Awesome fireworks. Uh, no. Halloween costumes. Uh, dear. Party at Trav's in Lawrenceburg sells fireworks. No. Party at Trav's in Lawrenceburg has a crazy huge selection of Halloween costumes. No, they have my Excalibur shows and your Skylanders. No, they have everything Halloween. Plus sizes, sexy costumes, big discounts. Mom, Dad, stop. You're both right. Party at Trav's sells fireworks and Halloween costumes. Did I hear sexy costumes? Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. There ain't no party like a party at Trav's. LawrenceburgHalloween.com. How dare you? No, horrors, as in horror house. Oh, horror house. Oh, you're talking about Cincinnati's newest haunted attraction, Horror House. Okay. Come check out our fair food trucks, bonfire, and zombie hunting. Horror House. The best little horror house in town. Horrorhousehaunt.com. Hey, it's Happy Jack, bridging the gap between Bubba Bo and Double T every weekday from 10 to 2 on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Well, you're not going to see many drives better than that. 19 plays, 92 yards for the Tigers, capped off by a three-yard TD run from Adam Berg to take a 13-0 lead in this sectional first round. Masterful drive, chewed up a bunch of time, and now have a two-possession lead. 
oh my goodness. I mean, if you're the Tigers, you gotta just gotta feel like this is exactly the game plan you wanted. You came in, you've been executing it, all things are going your way. Now it's can you play the smart football though and still keep your foot on the gas? You cannot let up. So I'm telling you, this amount of talent on this uh, Brownstown Central team is just so great. You have to just kind of keep pushing hard. Big upcoming drive for Brownstown. See if they can um, inch a little bit closer to the Tigers. They will have Hines and Steinkamp back to return the kick. We have seen Hibbard put the ball into the end zone, and uh, he does have the wind at his back. Andy hits a good one. Steinkamp's going to field it at about the 13-yard line. And he is wrestled down by number four, Alex Witt. Hey, yeah, getting up to about the 27-yard line, so still a nice, uh, you know, not bad field position. I mean, when you started down at almost what the seven-yard line, the three uh, on your last drive there. So, uh, you know, hey, overall, just a uh, good start here, and uh, we'll try and see what the uh, Braves can do here tonight. They will start this drive from their own 28. That's where they started last time. Uh, they ran... Eight plays, but ended up having to punt. Did get a couple first downs on that first drive, but the spinner offense back out there again. And it looked like Hines had it there momentarily, but it was T. Meyer, the quarterback, who kept that ball. Yeah, and actually ran into his own uh, offensive lineman there. Had an opportunity for the Tigers to be able to get him for a loss, but able to, you know, break through. And um, what was that, about five yards yeah, there, Travis? Five yards, nice positive gain. On first down, again, this is a Brownstown Central team that averages 353 yards on the ground. Just crazy. 40 points per game. Strength of schedule, not as good as Lawrenceburg's if you look at the Sagarin ratings as Hines is going to get it this time, and he may outrun everybody. Lucas Pierce dives and tries to take him down. Aiden Gilmore trips him up, but he is into the end zone. My goodness, what a run from Jacob Hines. Let's put a hold on that. Lucas Hines, excuse me. We got a little laundry on the field back here, far side of the field. Good call there. As it would have been a 67-yard touchdown run. It still might be. I haven't seen any indication who this is on, but... Obviously some unrest from the Brownstown Central sideline here holding on the offense so that is going to negate a 67 yard touchdown man so disheartening for the Braves man just such a a great run by Lucas Hines wow uh you know definitely a lot of power a lot of speed there um but unfortunate for them getting the uh, holding call and it looks to be one that wasn't even really part of the play of course yeah Hines got the ball here on the near side coming off uh, the left side and was essentially just able to outrun the entire Tigers' defense. He only had a couple guys to beat after he got around the edge. I didn't see the hold, but... Uh, no, no, no. If it, I just kind of looked back and saw the official kind of pointing. I'm like, oh, gotcha. Check. So certainly an unfortunate circumstance for Brownstown Central. Everyone on the Tigers' sideline is uh, going to be pretty happy that... <laughs> Yeah, they're going to call this just good football. However, there is all kinds of craziness going on from the crowd right now. Got to at least they're keeping it uh, tasteful here on the Brownstown sideline. I mean, you would think we had a jumbotron them showing like the play that didn't happen. I, I, I don't think anybody really from this vantage point could see that hold from here. 
And it was going to set up a second and nine from the Brownstown 29-yard line. And now this could be similar to Lawrenceburg's first possession. They had a fumble, they recovered it, and then they scored on the next play. So we'll see if Brownstown can overcome a little bit of adversity here as they will throw the ball, and that is going to be a pitch and catch to number seven, Brandon Reynolds. He is going to get a first down. Yeah, he was actually kind of flung around and was able to use that momentum to get him across that first down marker and out of bounds. So uh, uh, just great running there as far as for the Braves, uh, but still a good tackle that needed to be made because there was nobody behind uh, as far as for the Tigers. And a 12-yard pitch and catch from T. Meyer to Brandon Reynolds. That is his leading receiver this year with 19 receptions, 261 yards. Don't get many touchdowns through the air as we do have a flag thrown. And it's going to be encroachment on the Tigers' defense. So we'll tack on a few more yards for Brownstown. Now, Coach K, you already talked about playing smart football and avoiding those penalties. Uh, you know, that's definitely going to be a big part of it. Uh, we have a lot of momentum on the Tigers' side. You can't afford to uh, give that up, especially on a team such as the Braves. Uh, we've already seen how uh, explosive they can be on the ground. If they get the, the you know, passing game going, this could be a uh, – a little comeback for the Braves. So five-yard penalty will set up a first and five from the 43-yard line. Brownstown inching towards positive territory. We got 9:35 left here in the first half. Tigers do lead it 13 to nothing. As the rain is out of the area, it is a little windy and starting to cool off here on this late Friday evening. T. Meyer going to spin around and keep it. Breaks the tackle. And gets a first down, giving nine yards on that carry. Man, they just do such a great job of disguising where that ball is. I, it's just got to be so tough from a defensive standpoint. Who's got it and who doesn't make sure you're not tackling the wrong guy? Yeah, it takes a lot of discipline on that defensive side of the ball to know your assignment, uh, which guy that perhaps you're covering um, out of the backfield. And then, of course, you got to watch the ball, too, uh, see where it's going. So uh, not an easy task for the Tigers as you can't really simulate it very well in practice either because it's not something that they're used to doing. Uh, is going to go for Reynolds, and he makes a nice catch over the shoulder. That is a great thrown ball, beating Aiden Gilmore in coverage. I don't know if he beat him. He just just did a better play on the ball. That was just a great throw and a great catch. 36-yard gain. Teemeyer drops a dime to Brandon Reynolds. So, Brownstown has moved into the red zone for the first time tonight. And they're starting to find their groove a little bit on offense and through the air, too. I mean, really, if they're going to be able to make those type of throws and catches, I'm telling you, uh, they're not going to need to worry about the ground game. That was a phenomenal catch. First and 10 from the 11, so they can get a first down. They're going to give that ball to Hines. He tries to break a couple tackles, but a host of Tigers come over to make the tackle. Ashton Craig knocked him down last, but there is a flag on the play. They might have gotten a face mask on the Tigers' defense. Yeah, it looked like you got it just exactly right there. I think the official just signaled that there, Travis. Certainly some uh, cheers here on the Brownstown side after a 67-yard touchdown run was negated by a hold. That is going to be a penalty on the Tigers' defense, so they'll move the ball down to the six-yard line. It will be an automatic first down and a first-and-goal situation now for Brownstown Central. 
So, uh, you know, do you think they're going to try and go back to this air game that kind of got them here, or are they going to kind of, you know, kind of use a little trickery with the spin play and just try and run it in? No, I think you're going to see them continue to stick it with it on the ground here from the six-yard line. As they hand it to Hines, and he is going to go in for the score. So he was the one that ran it 67 yards for the touchdown that was called back. So good on Lucas Hines for punching in that touchdown from six yards out. Yeah, I mean, just a force to be reckoned with. Just a little much for the Tigers there. Again, they were kind of thinking like I was, kind of playing a little more for the pass and wow. Man, you get a powerful runner like him going, and it's just hard to take him down. Just a good hard run and good score. Well, they will have Bad Gecker on for the point after. And that is well through the uprise. Excuse me, that was Cooper Walker. Hard to see the 25 and the 26. It was 25, but Brownstown Central on the board. PAT is good. Tigers lead it 13-7. to with 8.39 left in the second quarterback after this. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Folks, it's just that simple. Cars and trucks, cheaper in Milan at the Tom T.P. Outer Center. When you get home today, remember these three words, smell, see, and hear. If it smells like rotten eggs or sulfur-like substances, if you see blowing dirt or bubbling water, or if you hear a hissing sound, a gas leak may be nearby. Immediately leave the area to avoid potential ignition or injury. Only when you're safely out of the area, call 911 and your natural gas provider. With cooler weather, gas-fueled furnaces are back in service. Fall is the ideal time to monitor for leaks from furnaces and all gas-fueled appliances. You can also play an important role in preventing damage to underground gas lines. Before you dig, you must call 811 or visit 811now.com. It's the law and it's free. Natural gas is one of the world's cleanest and safest fuels. Learn more about natural gas safety at safegasindiana.org or contact your local gas company. This message is brought to you by your local natural gas provider. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Welcome back to Dick Meter Stadium, home of Neary Field, Class 3A, Sectional 31. We have a good one here as Brownstown Central gets on the board. They trail Lawrenceburg 13-7. to That was a five-play, 72-yard drive for Brownstown. They actually scored twice on that drive, had one called back, Jack. For sure. I mean, had a few penalties on both sides uh, from the Tigers and the Braves. You know, a little bit of un, uh, uh, unkept football, so to speak, but really just kind of maybe establishing themselves as a force if you're the Braves saying, hey, we're still in this. Again, four-quarter football for the Tigers has to be the, the mantra here tonight. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves on the wrong side of that scoreboard. That was a Hagford key to the game. We have 8.39 left in the first half. Tigers set to receive this kickoff. Brownstown feeling a little bit better about themselves after that drive. And that ball is kicked short. Dakota Roth actually feels it. He might break it all the way. And T. Meyer and Polly actually do a good job of uh, bottling up Roth, who returned that ball about 30 yards down to the Brownstown 40. So Lawrenceburg going to start with some really good field position. They've scored on their first two drives of the game. 
I tell you what, Travis, I have a feeling that the uh, scouting report did not have uh, uh, Roth as being a returner on the uh, kick. I'm telling you now, wow, what a great job that was. Well, they kicked the line drive, and they kicked it right at a wide receiver, so Roth, with the good hands, was able to field that ball at about the 30. And, uh, you know, took it about 30 yards down the field. (laughs) There was no one around, just a great job, uh, you know, recognizing that and still advancing that ball. See if the Tigers try to hit quick, they will go down the field. Yoon's got time to throw, and he's got Aiden Gilmore, and it was a little short as Garrett maybe didn't get his seat planted there. Jack, what'd you see? Well, I really looked like he kind of had to adjust a little bit. It looked like the two defenders there for the Braves kind of came up and put a little bit of pressure and kind of had to, you know, just put a little a little pause in that pass. Couldn't quite maybe the feet set like you were saying. Yeah, it looked like maybe he double pumped too. But, um, missed big play there from the Tigers. Yeah, and, and, you know, and credit to Gilmore. Still been able to get a hand on the ball, you know, trying to come up short, but when your feet are flying out from under you, a little tough to hang on. Good effort, but one that the Tigers would like to have back. Second and ten from the Brownstown, 39. Tigers got their best opening field position. Let's see if they can do something with it. Bird's been good tonight, and he is going to get about five yards on that second down carry to set up a third and manageable. Tigers have been pretty good on third downs tonight. Three of four converting on the last drive. Let's see if they can keep up that success. I mean, you know, Bird's already ran the ball 13 times tonight. I mean, I'm telling you, he has been a workhorse. uh, And when you're averaging, you know, still over five yards per carry, uh, you're going to be very successful. Setting himself up to perhaps be the star of the game, presented by Gary Trable, your local sales expert at Hurlinger Chevrolet. And we do have a timeout from the Brownstown Central sideline. We'll take one with them. Back after this, it's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. CASA's mission is to empower Dearborn County citizens to choose safe and healthy choices, free from harms of alcohol and other drugs. As we adjust to being healthy at home, it is an appropriate time to dig into our eight dimensions of wellness. Wellness is the presence of optimal physical and behavioral health, a purpose in life, healthy relationships, and overall happiness. Join CASA to promote wellness by motivating individuals, organizations, and our community to take action for an improved quality of life. Visit Dearborn County Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. This is high school football on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Good game here at the pit so far. Tigers leading Brownstown Central 13-7. to We do have some other school board updates to get you to tonight, uh, considering it's sectional play. Um, South Dearborn did have a lead 26-20 over Greenwood, but Greenwood has come back to lead that game 33-26 going into the fourth quarter. East Central 14, Silver Creek 0 at halftime, and Milan leading South Decatur at halftime 13 to nothing. Out of the timeout, third and five on the Brownstown Central 34. Tigers going to hand that ball off to Adam Bird, and he is cut down right at the line of scrimmage. I do think you'll see the Tigers go for it in this situation. And a nice stop there on third and five, a host of Brownstown Central defenders in on that tackle. For sure, really kind of a safe play call for the uh, Tigers, but like I said, when you would have as much success with Bird, uh, you know, you're really kind of like, well, well, why not give that a shot again? But I'm telling you what, the uh, Braves are kind of keying in on what's going on there. I think the Tigers are going to have to get this ball in the air or at least maybe get around the edge 
to try to create some running room. Yeah, well, um, put a strike against me. I was uh, incorrect on that call. Dakota Roth is back to punt, and uh, he will punt. Looked like maybe he was going to try to pass that ball. Does take a good Tigers bounce down to the 10-yard line, it looks. Wow, what a, what a roll that ended up being. I got a little block there from the uh, uh, crew that was following the ball, Travis. But, wow, ended up being a really great punt. Although I, like you, really thought he was looking at trying to, to uh, maybe thought about throwing it for a second. And then it's like, no, coach said kick it. I better kick this. Kind of an unfortunate drive for the Tigers. They got their best opening field position after a nice kick return. Started on the Brownstown Central 40-yard line, and they go three and out. Well, I mean, when you start on first down, that big, uh, you know, miss by Gilmore uh, just wasn't able to, you know, reel that ball in because a little underthrown. But, man, just makes it tough. And I believe they got the Tigers' defense to jump yet again. So, Brownstown's going to get five yards before they even run a play. I mean, that's one of those pace of play things for them. And, again, you smart football from the Tigers. Going to have to try and find themselves to be disciplined. Sometimes when you're watching the ball, you forget, and you, when you react to it, uh, can definitely throw you off sides when they come back with that hard count. The Brownstown will move the ball up to the 15-yard line. Love the spinner offense in effect again. And they hand that to the up man. Eli Wishmeyer gets his first carry of the night. He scored two touchdowns against Scottsburg last week, so he is more of a short yardage ball carrier, goal line carrier. Yeah, and I really had him more as a even a backup runner than I did him from, from that standpoint, or from uh, as far as from the receiving game. And he got five yards, so it'll be a first down. Actually, give him seven. As Brownstown has the ball out to their own 22. And they'll give it to Hines again, working on this left side. Seen him have some success there. He breaks some tackles, gets the ball down close to the 35-yard line. They mark him out at the 33, so 11-yard gain and another first down. So a good start to this drive for Brownstown Central. On their last drive, they went five plays, 72 yards, and were able to get their first score of the night. And... They're moving the ball pretty well, uh, starting to catch their groove. Oh, for sure. I'm seeing one of their secret weapons, which is just trying to have Hines break tackles. I mean, there were three Lawrenceburg Tigers that thought they had him, uh, you know, just going down, and they just did nothing but get shed and just done. <clears throat> Good size for Hines, 6'2", 195 pounds. Now T. Meyer takes it, and he is hit immediately by Braden York. Yeah, just nowhere to go there. But, again, that big size difference, uh, T. Meyer, while being very elusive, not breaking nearly as many tackles. One yard. Yeah, T. Meyer uh, giving up about 45 pounds to his uh, running back, Lucas Hines. But as we've seen, T. Meyer has got some uh, great quickness, short burst, and uh, if you get him out in the open field, he's going to be able to outrun a lot of folks. Um, Brownstown Central, second and nine from their own 34. A little under six minutes left to play here in the first half. Tigers lead at 13-7. to Hines is going to get the corner again. He's done a great job getting out there on the left side and gets the ball down to the 47-yard line. So a 13-yard gain and another first down, but we have a hold. (laughs) Halt that again there, Travis. Oh, man. Yep, truly is a holding. Give a little credit, though, uh, despite the hold from the left side of this line for Brownstown Central. 
Kane Bell, 6'2", 235 pounds at tackle. They got Trayton Ream, 6'1", 290 pounds at left guard. You know, those guys have been paving the way for Hines to get the corner. There's been a couple times where maybe they got inside the jersey a little bit, got it uh, called back for a hold, but they are starting to get that working more and more as this uh, game wears on. I mean, really, I mean, if you're the Braves, you're just trying to really, you know, wear down that Tigers defense, and if they can be able to do that, they're not going to have to hold because they've already shown that Hines has the ability to run that ball. Uh, so definitely this is, needs to be a big stopping point for the Tigers defense. And, well, maybe everybody does need a rest. Yeah, counter play there to Hines, but the Tigers were not tricked. They knock him down, and that's going to bring up a third and long. Third and 16 from the 27. See if the Tigers can get off the field here. They would stand to get some pretty decent field position if they could stop Brownstown on this particular play. We have seen uh, the Braves go to the air successfully a couple times here tonight. T. Meyer is going to, well, had a little pitch there to Steinkamp, and flags come flying in. Boy, I mean, I know there's a big pile, but. And that might be on the Tigers' defense again. I don't know if they got a face mask again. Uh, It was definitely seen by multiple reps. Like you said, there were flags flying everywhere. Waiting for the call down on the field. There's a personal foul. Face mask yet again. That's the second time. The Tigers have been hit with the face mask call. You know, I mean, again, the refs are trying to make sure to keep this game under control, not letting to anything really go here as well. They shouldn't. Uh, but, you know, smart football, this is a big, uh, a big uh, I don't know, momentum shift here for the Tigers. Almost five minutes to go here in the first half. Uh, Braves are only down a score, not even a full score with an extra point that the, uh, you know, Tigers missed earlier. So this is a huge uh, stop that needs to be had by that Tigers defense. Yeah, so it's actually not a first down. It's going to be a third and one. And we have a timeout taken by the Brownstown Central side. We'll keep it right here. Timeouts are presented by Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Same-day appointments, on-site x-ray and MRI. Visit them at beaconortho.com. Stay tuned to our halftime show. We will run down your Ivy Tech Community College stats report. We'll also take a look and see who is a candidate for our star of the game, presented by Gary Trable, your local sales expert at Hurlinger Chevrolet in West Harrison. And we'll also uh, take a look at the players who are fueling their team who might be in line for an award from Wardway Fuels, your local propane and home heating oil provider for fast delivery to your business or home. Visit wardway.com. We'll also check on those uh, Hagford keys to the game. Uh, a lot to get to in the uh, halftime show as we are locked into a good game here to start out sectional play. Arnsberg leading Brownstown Central 13 to 7, 454 left in the first half. Big third down play coming up. Um, Brownstown's going to get the ball out of halftime. You know I love to look ahead at that. So um, this is a big opportunity for there to be a big swing in this game. I mean, it really is, however, at third down with this short of, uh, you know, to go for the first down, definitely a four-down territory at this stage. Uh, but, you know, this has kind of been a battle of the running backs and a battle of the quarterbacks. Uh, Ewan versus T. Meyer. You got, uh, Hines versus Bird. Who's going to emerge? And yet probably right now it's probably going to be somebody other than one of those folks going to get the ball. Uh, that's just kind of my Happy Jack prediction here. Big third and one. They hand it to Steinkamp. And he does have the first down. 
Got about three yards. Yeah, I mean, Steinkamp's first run of the night, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's almost a thousand yard rusher. I mean, you know, he's really put up some yards, uh, done some really good things, but again, trying to get somebody else involved, that's just kind of what I saw getting ready to develop. Uh, everybody's kind of been going to their main people, uh, but it's going to take a full team effort, uh, from both sides if they're going to win this game. First and 10 from their own 45, Brownstown Central. Trying to go down and tie and potentially take the lead in this game. There's a reverse. And the Tigers, again, not tricked on that play as Hines is knocked down right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, just nowhere to go. Great job from the uh, Tigers D, you know, staying home, not really getting focused on that pass too much, just doing what they need to do, keep the pressure up front so they can kind of, you know, make, uh, you know, T-Meyer have to move out of that pocket, maybe hand that ball off a touch earlier, a little extra step, can maybe give a little bit of room. Eli Wishman coming off the field. Looks like he has maybe an equipment issue, so Jake Polly in to take his spot on the Brownstown offense, second and nine upcoming. And the Spinner offense, uh, very tricky. They got two guys back there that are, uh, you know, eligible to <laughs> basically receive the snap as Steinkamp gets the carry again. It's interesting. Steinkamp seems to be their runner when they go to the right. Hines is their runner when they go to the left, and if they're going to go up the middle, it's usually the fullback or the quarterback that keeps the ball. That is a very great observation because that's exactly what we've seen so far. I don't know if that's just been uh, the way the game has kind of, you know, come to them or maybe that's the game plan they brought to us. But uh, either way, that's definitely been the case so far. Kind of be curious to see how that trend continues and then maybe if there's maybe some other keys. I feel like I'm kind of reading the poker table right now. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to tell when they're going to be passing and when they're going to be running. Uh, but definitely some different things to key on on which side the ball's going. Third and six after a three-yard carry from Steinkamp. It's going to be a pass, and they go for a screen play, and uh, Wishman's back into the game, Wishmeyer, excuse me, as uh, he does get the first down. Yeah, looks like about seven yards there on that uh, Seven little... yards right in front of us, another third down conversion. and um, Definitely caught Larksburg off guard just a little bit. Wishmeyer did break a tackle to get that first down, so good extra effort from the junior fullback. You know, they just have a couple of touchdowns as far as on the year. You know, it's familiar and very well, uh, you know, getting into that offense, although definitely not one of the main horses. Tigers find themselves in a dogfight right now as T. Meyer's going to go down the field. He's got a man wide open. And that is Jaden Steinkamp, who takes the ball down to the eight-yard line. And I'm not for sure. I saw the flag come in, but I'm not for sure yeah. what they were calling there. Looks to be a pretty clean tackle, at least from my angle. Uh, looks okay. like maybe the ref has another idea. 36-yard pass. I don't know uh, what the penalty is going to be. They're pointing towards the Lawrenceburg side. Maybe a late hit after Steinkamp was taken down to the turf. Um, so we await the call. But right now... 36-yard gain through the air. T. Meyer to Steinkamp. He was wide open over the middle of the field. Broken coverage. Somebody will miss an assignment there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody either got caught looking in the backfield or one or the other. And I was really actually expecting to see a Tiger come running to actually jump in front and actually intercept the ball because it really hung in the air for a long time. Official coming over to the sideline for the call. Personal foul. It is on the Tigers. So I believe that is going to make it half the distance to the goal line after the first down play. 
should mark the ball at about the five-yard line. Yes, just inside the five-yard line, so a first and goal upcoming for Brownstown. A touchdown and an extra point would give them the lead late here in the second quarter. Again, this game uh, got started late due to inclement weather. T. Meyer, they hand, actually, Wishmeyer gets that ball. He's the up man, took the direct snap, got it down to the one-yard line. So he did get four yards. You know, definitely getting a little bit of trickery going there, getting some other folks involved. But, man, uh, still just kind of baffled over that last uh, penalty call there. Uh, but either way, that's part of the game. It is what it is. It's already in the past. And now the Tigers got to find a way to make it stop here on the goal line. Make it the two-yard line. And another carry for Wishmeyer. Again, short yardage carry, ball carrier. Two touchdowns last week against Scottsburg. Uh, didn't get much there. So third and goal from the two. Uh, stopped at the line of scrimmage. This Lawrenceburg defensive line has been the strength of the team all year long with Ashton Craig, Braden York, Ethan Paris, and Wyatt Hartman, among others that have played up there. Lance Bates, Trevor Jones. See if the Tigers can pull off a big goal line stand here. Under three to play in the first half. This time Steinkamp gets it, and he is in for the score. Brownstown Central has knotted this game up at 13. After an 11-play drive that went 90 yards. Wow, so both teams coming out, big drives, able to put some things together, a few mistakes, a few successes, but either way, it is currently a tie ball game. Travis, my goodness, craziness. And an extra point away from Brownstown Central, scoring 14 unanswered points. Potentially take a lead into halftime. Tigers will still have 214 to rebut when they get the ball. Snap is good, and the kick is blocked. Holy cow, look at that. What a special team play that is for the Tigers. Great job keeping the tide 13 off. That was Jake Pierce coming through to block the PAT. Yeah, and I really thought the refs were actually going to call a little false start there on the center because I thought it gave a little uh, uh, a big uh, uh, booty pop, so to speak. We'll call it that. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break after that. All right, all here. A good one from the pit. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. This is every little kid's dream, to walk the 18th fairway up onto the green and win a major championship. Some would even call it fantasy. Lucky enough, you can feel like you won a major with Fantasy Golf at EagleCountryOnline.com. While the pros play for trophies, money, fame, legacy, and even a colorful jacket, you can play Fantasy Golf for bragging rights, weekly prizes, and a $250 grand prize. Three majors, three opportunities to win big. No putting or chipping required. Support for Majors Fantasy Golf, courtesy One More Bar and Grill, The Ville Pharmacies, Community Spirit Credit Union, Farm CBD, and The Captain's Tavern. Majors Fantasy Golf, a tradition that just started. Must be 18 or older to play. Sign up and see full contest rules at EagleCountryOnline.com. Hey, it's Happy Jack, bridging the gap between Bubba Bo and Double T every weekday from 10 till 2 on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Football on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. And per usual, when Lawrenceburg and Brownstown Central lock horns, 
It's a good game. 13 all with 2.14 left in the half. Brownstown Central goes 11 plays, 90 yards. There's Jaden Steinkamp running it in from two yards out to tie the game, but Jacob Pierce for the Tigers blocked the PAT to keep this a 13-13 game. So we'll see what the Tigers can do with the remaining 2.14 left in this half. You think a little bit more up-tempo, more passing uh, from Garrett Yoon on this possession. Oh, definitely. They're going to be, uh, you know, all guys are going to be spread out here. You're not going to see that power formation, I don't believe, and definitely going to see some, uh, hopefully, some yards coming if you're a Tigers fan. And you're also going to see good starting field position as that ball rolls out of bounds. So yellow flags fly again, and Tigers will get the ball out to the 40-yard line. Last time, they started the drive on the Brownstown 40-yard line and went three and out. So I know uh, Coach Banford, the offense coordinator, and his offensive uh, guys are uh, not going to be too happy about the last possession that they had. So we'll see if they can do a much better job here with 2.14 left in the half. Yeah, a little bit of redemption. I'm trying to make sure the second flag was the same one. There might be multiple fouls on this uh, uh, opening drive here. I'm not for sure. Excuse me. Out to the, that'll start at the... And 35-yard line and tried to give the Tigers an extra five yards. It's been a long day for uh, us at Eagle Country 99-3. You, know, yeah, you, you work the 9-5 to five and then you come out to uh, call the ball game, presumably at 7 o'clock, but inclement weather comes through, and here we are, 10:34 on a Friday. Just remember, Travis, not everybody's 9-5ers, to fivers, you know. I just want to throw that out there. Well, 8-5. to five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you how much that hour feels like right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Hey, I'll take it for this great matchup. This Nine to great. five is just wow. a uh, common saying. Oh, uh, you know, oh. it being specific oh, to your workout. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate anybody out there in Eagle Country that is tuning into the broadcast tonight, staying up late with us to see who wins this uh, first round matchup here in sectional 31. As uh, we are sorting out a couple of penalties here. They do have walkie-talkies. Looks like to be a hold, if I got that right. Uh, it's kind of interesting that the ball rolls out of bounds and you got, obviously, players that are blocking up the field that aren't watching the ball. So that's where the hold comes in. So they're going to re-kick. So I, I do appreciate the fact that they got some walkie-talkies uh, working here tonight with the uh, officials and uh, the folks up here in the press box so we can get uh, more clear indication on uh, what's going on down there on the field with some of these penalties. So um, re-kick happening here. I mean, man, I guess kind of, you know, I like the better communication, although it did kind of sound like the uh, teacher from Peanuts. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. We have had a couple moments of confusion. Uh, but not much time coming up the clock here for this confusion. <laughs> yeah, the, that, that's a good thing. They got the clock reset to 214. That's how much time the Tigers will have to uh, potentially go down, retake the lead before half. Brownstown Central will get the ball out of halftime, and um, we suspect that it might be a shorter halftime, having uh, this game being delayed by a couple of hours. So here is the re-kick, and this time... It is going to be it's going to bounce in front of Bird, and it rolls out of bounds yet again. So, déjà vu. So all that for nothing as the flag comes in late, and now the Tigers will get the ball at the 35-yard <laughs> line. That's all right. See, sometimes you know uh, it's late. Everybody's a little tired. Or hey, you know what? Let's just do that again. 
I'll tell you what, if anybody wants to uh, order the boys at Eagle Country 99.3 a pizza and have it sent to the press box here at the pit, uh, we'd forever, forever be grateful. <laughs> I joked about uh, that um, with some of the Tigers coaches before the game. We were in the gymnasium, socially distanced, of course, and I said, uh, I think I'm about ordering a pizza. And when they ask for the address, I'll just say, Lawrenceburg High School, bring it to the back door, please. <laughs> and as long as it's paid for, it just might happen. First and ten from the 35 for the Tigers, three wide receiver set. Dakota Roth in motion to the left. Garrett Yoon back to throw. He's going to hit Dakota Roth on a short completion. It's going to be a five-yard gain on first down. So good positive gain for the Tigers. We'll see how they manage the clock here. Two minutes left to play in the first half. 13-13 is the score. These two teams have a history of playing close, dramatic games. The Tigers have come out on top five out of the last seven times. As there's a little screen pass out of the backfield to Adam Bird. He'll get the ball out to the 48 or 49-yard line. Give him nine yards, first down, and smartly getting out of bounds. Good play design there from the Tigers. No, really, kind of moving the ball around again, getting away from that power formation, using the full field. Uh, you know, you alluded to that earlier, and they're going to have to try and spread that defense out of the Braves. Otherwise, they're just not going to have any running room. So, really good game plan. Haven't seen much from Daya Patel since he caught the 66-yard touchdown pass on the third play of the game. Got Jace Bohan in there now, five wide receivers, empty backfield for Yoon, good protection. And on cue, there's Daya. He gets a first down, got a good block from Aiden Gilmore and he will get 14 yards and another first down. So unless my uh, stuff fell asleep there, I mean, Unit only completed the one pass to Patel. Other than that, he's completed three in a row now, and that's still only all the passes he's done. And this is a little similar to last week when Lawrenceburg played South Dearborn. We're seeing Brownstown Central play a little soft in coverage. So uh, Daya Patel was able to release down the field about seven or eight yards with nobody in his face. So more times than not, he's going to be open to catch the ball there. Good protection for Yoon, and that ball is nearly intercepted by Jake Polly. That is the second time the Brownstown Central has almost come away with an interception. Dangerous pass from Yoon towards the Tiger sideline. Yeah, I talked about his smart play throwing the ball away earlier, and I tell you what, he would have been wise to do that in that situation as well. Uh, you know, we see that, you know, at all levels of uh, football play, and uh, quarterbacks really try and make that spectacular play, and sometimes the best one is to just throw that ball away. Unfortunately, the South Dearborn Knights season has come to an end, 47-26, defeated by Greenwood, so 4-5 and five, the Knights finish on the season. Yoon pressured, and he is going to be sacked by Cole Darlish. Man, just a great job of pressure from the Braves being able to kind of mess that up. I think Yoon really wanted to be able to pull that ball down and take a uh, run, but, man, just a great pressure from the uh, Braves to, you know, turn that around the other way. Big Blue Brownstown Central just called a timeout, so we'll step away briefly. Back after this, high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Congratulations to our anniversary winner. Renee Beddinghouse. And Renee, what part of Eagle Country are you from? Dillsboro. All right, Renee, listen up to the little clip. Renee of Dillsboro, what's the title of that song? Ponchon. It's... (laughs) 
You just won $99.30. Yay! That is awesome. Renee Benninghouse is now on the running to win $993. And you could be our next winner. Last go around was way too easy. We can't make it that easy on you to win $99.30. So we're up in the difficulty this time around. Our 50th anniversary is presented by the City of Lawrenceburg and supported by Main Street Aurora and Hummel Insurance, Market Street Grill, Miller Flannery Law, and Ripley Crossing, as well as Southeastern Indiana REMC. So if you know what song that is, be listening this Thursday morning at 720 when Bubba Bo tells you to call and you can instantly win $99.30 and be in the drawing for a grand prize, $993. Eagle Country, 99.3. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country, 99.3. Back here at Lawrenceburg High School, third and 15 for the Tigers. Dia Patel coming in motion to the right. Garrett Yoon's going to be back to throw, and he is pressured again. And he gets out of the pocket and is able to get about seven or eight yards, and he does get out of bounds. So we'll see uh, what kind of decision the Tigers want to make here with a minute seven left in the first half. Man, just a great scrambling there by Yoon. He really had nothing, got bottled up, thought it was getting Lestack for a loss, and then able to turn that into a gain and out of bounds. Uh, at least gave the Tigers an option here uh, coming up with fourth down. Yeah, it was a seven-yard gain, so they uh, split the difference. So I do see Dakota Ross out there. He is the punter, but it does look like the offense is on the field. Fourth and eight. You got your spread offense, Travis. Let's see what they can do. Four wide receivers. Yoon back to pass. Flush out of the pocket. He's going deep. He's got Daya Patel. We do have a penalty flag on the field. Be a little late hit on the quarterback. Will be an interesting call here. Don't know that I saw Garrett on the turf, so. Looks. Again, it's, it's taken a little bit of time to sort out these penalties. They really kind of been doing some of these by, uh, you know, group dis- discussion here, and it's taking just a little extra time. Maybe Coach is trying to figure out what he wants to do here. I'm not for sure. Or No, Tigers, I think their offense is off the field and the defense is getting ready to come on. And again, it's a, it has taken a while to sort out these penalties here tonight. They got three officials conferring. I got two flags, three officials, and no call yet. Partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> exactly. Was that nine Fridays till Christmas? Oh, sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stocking stuffer holiday on air auction uh, coming your way. November 16th through the 20th on your hometown radio station while they uh, sort out this um, Penalty flag. Now they're talking to Coach May here on the near sideline. I don't know if they're maybe asking him if he wants to accept a penalty. They're marking the ball off like they're going the other direction. See Adam Bird still on the field and uh, the Tigers' offensive line. So, <laughs> well, we did. Just ending two fouls. Okay, so hold on the offense and a personal foul on the defense. 
So they are going to replay fourth down, so it'll be another fourth and eight. Whoa. After all that, just kidding, let's do it again. Again, we have all been here for a very long time tonight, so uh, everybody should get the benefit of the doubt, uh, including our officials here. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. So another fourth and eight try for the Tigers. 60 seconds left in the half. Five wide receivers, four to the right. Daya Patel isolated on the far sideline. And here comes the blitz. Garrett Yoon stays in there, and he throws it high. He was rushed, and that is going to be a turnover on downs. Downtown Central is really taking a strong hold on this game here in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, really kind of a little bit of a big misstep. Even if you can't get the uh, first down or you can't get it there, you have to make a completion there for the Tigers. you got to try and use that fourth down as a punt and get some uh, field position. You know, give yourself defense an opportunity, maybe to score here with just a little bit of time because right now you're going to force the Braves into a passing situation and or maybe just a big running situation with Lucas Hines. One timeout remaining for Brownstown Central, 13 all. T. Meyer's going to keep it, and he didn't get much, maybe one yard. Boy, it definitely seems like an odd call there with uh, this limited amount of time. But I think no, uh, Brownstown Central, knowing they get the ball to the half, uh, maybe not interested in a turnover, but uh, not a lot of sense of urgency as it doesn't look like they're uh, very interested in going down and getting any points to potentially take a lead into the half. 35 seconds, clock is ticking away. And I think maybe you take one big shot down the field and – and they try to double move, and they are going to throw it down the field. Aiden Gilmore runs the route, and he picks it off. And he's got some blockers. Aiden Gilmore has got a chance. What a big block there. And they are going to call that back after Ashton Craig. No, no, no. So two penalties on the field. Ashton Craig is going to be penalized for a block on Jake Polly. And we also have a penalty flag here on the sideline where Aiden Gilmore was hit. But all this taking place after the interception, though, right, Travis? But, I mean, does that really make the yes. difference? The interception is going to stand, so now it's just going to be in terms of where the Tigers will get the ball. Aiden Gilmore did a nice job to return the ball into Brownstown Central territory, but, again, Ashton Craig made a block on a defender that well, really wasn't looking. So uh, they get the whole defenseless blind player blindside-type yeah. block, so it is going to be a personal foul, at least there. And then we'll get the word from the official. Now, I'm not for sure they're uh, 100% on which way this is going just yet. So just the uh, one penalty on the Tigers. It will be a 15-yard penalty. They'll have the ball at their own 44. We tried to use that crowd. Mike thought it might pick that up, but uh, either way, uh, definitely still an interception penalty on the Tigers. They got, well, 13.7 seconds. Move this ball. Was that 56 yards? Yep, and no timeouts. So we'll see if they have a Hail Mary type heave or maybe a one play to the sideline to get themselves a little bit closer for a Hail Mary heave. Or, Jack, there's the case where they just put the knee on it, go into halftime, be happy with the 13-13 score. I mean, I'm kind of a safe guy. I'm taking a knee and just taking this in the half. Trying to fire up my defense, find a way to stop that offense to get my uh, offense for the Tigers back on the field. But uh, knowing Coach K, uh, it's Tigers football, and I expect to see this ball in the air uh, and try and see how many yards they can pick up, if not put it in the end zone. 
Yep. No, it does appear like we're going to see an empty backfield. Five wide receiver set here for Garrett Yoon. See if he's got some magic in that right arm. And he throws it down the near sideline, Dakota Ross. Tries to make an exceptional one-hand grab on the sideline, but good coverage down the field from Brownstown Central. Yeah, you, you know Yoon really wanted to run that ball, but he also knew he did not have the time to be able to get caught inbounds and uh, without ending the half. And they tried, you know, that was a deep ball, 30, 35, 40 yards. In this situation, you think you run maybe a 10, 15-yard out, get the ball into Brownstown's territory, get out of bounds, then you have a shot at the end zone. Now it does look like uh, Lawrenceburg will just put a knee on it and take it into halftime. And there's a uh, flag on the defense. That's number 16, Adam Waite, coming across the line. And I think he uh, might have hit one of the Tiger offensive players as he's trying to take a knee. So unsportsmanlike conduct. A little personal foul there from... Brownstown, kind of a bonehead move because now the Tigers do potentially have a chance to heave the ball 40 yards down I mean, the field. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, by default did exactly what you were talking about. That 15 yards there, put them on the other side of the 50, really on the other side of the 45. Uh, definitely a uh, small enough field. You can get this to the end zone. If you can be able to buy him enough coverage, uh, you're going to have an opportunity. Well, all right, we got more official timeouts. Uh, yeah, we've seen uh, a handful of official timeouts, and while that first quarter went by swimmingly, second quarter not so much. So, uh, we hope that you will stay with us into Saturday morning because that's when this game will uh, finish here at Lawrenceburg High School, uh, partially because of the weather delay. But uh, they are asking to put more time on the clock to finish off this half. So they put another uh, second and a half or so. Six seconds even for the Tigers. They don't have any timeouts. They have the ball on the Brownstown 42, so it is going to be a Hail Mary-type situation here for the Tigers. Yoon's got some good protection. He bombs it down the field, and they throw it in the area of Daya Patel, and it does fall down to the turf, but there's still a half a second left, so we'll see if the Tigers go to the air one more time. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're good at six seconds, you gotta be good with a half second. Either way, it's potentially your last play. I mean, it is the last play. I almost feel like, uh, the Tigers might benefit from trying to find somebody down the seam in the middle of the field. Uh, I think the, a lot of times with the Hail Mary, the opposing team's kind of looking for you to maybe go to the outside. See if they can maybe slip somebody down the middle of the field. As they do overload the strong side with four wide receivers. There's the Hail Mary ball. That is a good ball, and it is knocked around and falls to the turf. So we will go into halftime tied at 13-all. This is a Class 3A sectional 31 first-round matchup. It's a good one. We'll be back with the Whitewater Motor Company in Milan halftime show. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Hey, Trav, what's the matter? 
together. My store, Party at Trav's in Lawrenceburg, has been the largest Halloween store in the Midwest for years. We are? Yes. We can even make you look good. What about the fireworks? You know I like to float stuff up. They're still here. We just moved them over. That's the message I need to get out. Excuse me, boys. Which costume do you like better? Naughty nurse or French maid? The dressing rooms are right this way. I think I'm going to like Halloween. Because there ain't no party like a party at Trav's. LawrenceburgHalloween.com How dare you? No, horrors, as in horror house. Oh, horror house. Oh, you're talking about Cincinnati's newest haunted attraction, Horror House. Okay. Come check out our fair food trucks, bonfire, and zombie hunt. Horror house. The best little horror house in town. (laughs) HorrorHouseHaunt.com HorrorHouseHaunt.com October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This is Jane Yorn with Safe Passage. If you or anyone you know is in a violent or abusive relationship, Safe Passage can help confidentially and free. Visit safepassageinc.org or call our toll-free helpline at 877-733-1990. We're here to listen and care. Safepassageinc.org. Jack, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Christmas? It can't be Christmas time yet, Travis. Well, it is, and it's time for another stocking stuffer auction, and we are shopping for participants. That's fantastic. So what you're saying that if I have a business out there that I can be able to be on your auction? Absolutely. All you have to do is reach out to one of our salespeople, Melissa, Lori, Kristen, or Miranda, and they'll get you taken care of. The stocking stuffer auction comes your way November 16th through the 20th, 9 a.m. to noon each day, driven by car country, and you'll hear it on your hometown radio stations, Eagle Country 99.3 and Wiki Country 95.3. This is every little kid's dream to walk the 18th fairway up onto the green and win a major championship. Some would even call it fantasy. Lucky enough, you can feel like you won a major with fantasy golf at EagleCountryOnline.com. While the pros play for trophies, money, fame, legacy, and even a colorful jacket, you can play fantasy golf for bragging rights, weekly prizes, and a $250 grand prize. Three majors, three opportunities to win big. No putting or chipping required. Support for Majors Fantasy Golf, courtesy One More Bar and Grill, The Ville Pharmacies, Community Spirit Credit Union, Farm CBD, and The Captain's Tavern. Majors Fantasy Golf, a tradition that just started. Must be 18 or older to play. Sign up and see full contest rules at EagleCountryOnline.com. Hey, it's Happy Jack, bridging the gap between Bubba Bo and Double T every weekday from 10 till 2 on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. This is the Whitewater Motor Company in Milan Halftime Show. Whitewater Motor Company, the most trusted name in the car business at halftime. Lawrenceburg and Brownstown Central all knotted up at 13 all. And we're going to turn it over to Happy Jack to take a look at our Hag Ford keys to the game. Well, for those Brownstown uh, Braves, you know, it was going to be control the pace and, uh, well, make it feel like a home game. And I really feel like they were really able to do that uh, once we got to the second quarter. First quarter, uh, definitely mostly Tigers, you know, really uh, Braves were kind of trying to come from behind. But they were able to get a hold of their ground game, kind of manage the game a little bit better, tie it up there, controlling that pace. And, well, it definitely kind of feels like a home game because, you know, right now it just feels like it kind of favors them. Uh, but now from the 
the momentum standpoint from a few of the Tigers fans, well, we're talking about having to play four quarters football, and, well, they just dropped the ball uh, almost literally there in the second quarter. Uh, they just really you know, stalled out. They had a big, long drive. They were able to do a whole lot of things, and, well, just kind of came up short. A few mistakes there, a few penalties there, just not able to get themselves back into their game plan, and yet they still find themselves tied 13-13, so they got to feel pretty good, although the Braves are getting the ball out of halftime. So uh, those are kind of the big keys of what it can be right now for the second-half standpoint. Braves got to continue to control the pace. If you're the Tigers, well, you got to put your foot back on the gas and get some points back on that board. All right, thank you so much for the Hag Ford Keys to the Game. Stop by the dealership on US 50 in Greendale and get your keys to a brand-new Ford today, HagFordSales.com. How about a look at our Ivy Tech Community College Stats Report? Yeah, I really, uh, you know, I guess kind of not a big surprise, but we have a lot of uh, ground game statistics as we as, uh, post a lot of those air statistics there. Uh, you know, Steinkamp was able to get a touchdown, but only had eight yards on the ground. Uh, Lucas Hines there with 47 yards does have a touchdown as well. Uh, nothing from Nick Robbins yet uh, from the offense side. A little uh, surprising there. Uh, T. Meyer still able to get 32 yards on the ground. Wishmeyer got 12. T. Meyer does have, however, 93 yards through the air as well. Reynolds coming up with 48. Steinkamp 36. Wishmeyer 7. How about them Tigers? Let me just tell you right now, Adam Berg getting it done. 76 yards on the ground. Put a touchdown in the mix there. Yoon got 45 yards on the ground. Uh, Yoon also with 94 yards through the air. Also a touchdown there. Uh, Daya Patel, a total of 80 yards. A couple of big passes there. Dakota Roth getting involved 5 yards. And Adam Berg getting a little 9 yards through the air. So a little bit of everybody contributing, but nobody really standing out other than maybe Bird. Uh, just, you know, getting it done right now kind of on both sides of the ball. All right, and to add on to the Ivy Tech Community College stats report, five drives in the first half for the Tigers. They did score on their first two drives, three plays, 66-yard uh, pass to from Garrett Yoon to Daya Patel. It was actually a 77-yard drive, excuse me. And then that second drive of the game for Lawrenceburg, they started on their own eight, went 19 plays, 92 yards, capped off by an Adam Bird three-yard touchdown. But their next three possessions, three-and-out punt, Turnover on downs, and then of course they had a, a possession there before halftime where they had a chance to, you know, do something miraculous with a hail mary. It's kind of a uh, moot point on that uh, particular drive. And for Brownstown, their first drive, uh, eight plays ended up in a punt, and then they scored on their next two drives, a five-play, 72-yard drive. Uh, Hines capped that off with a six-yard TD run, and then they went 11 plays, 90 yards with Steinkamp scoring. Uh, interception on their uh, last drive before half. So uh, it's been a really even game thus far, uh, 13-13 on the scoreboard. That's your Ivy Tech Community College Stats Report. Campuses are conveniently located in Lawrenceburg and Batesville. Check them out at ivytech.edu. Is there a particular player or two that's maybe standing out to you in the first half that uh, might be in line for our star of the game? Well, I mean, Bird's definitely, you know, got a near and dear to my heart. Just been doing a great job there. I mean, 76 yards and the touch. Uh, as far as for the uh, Braves, man, I just cannot tell you how much I enjoy watching Lucas Hines run with that ball. Man, he is a powerful, powerful runner. Uh, 47 yards, got a touchdown. Uh, probably my two big standouts right there. But I tell you what, T. Meyer, depending on uh, just from the smarts in the play and how quickness he is, man, if they get him going, he could be an X factor come uh, second half. All right, and uh, we will name our star of the game presented by Gary Trable, your local sales expert at Hurlinger Chevrolet and West Harrison in the post game, which will likely be very abbreviated. Again, got a late start here at Lawrenceburg. All of the uh, area schools in the tri-state either got a late start or postponed their games until tomorrow. Uh, Brownstown, 
fairly lengthy drive. Uh, I heard through the grapevine, uh, kind of waiting around before the game, that uh, Coach May's daughter plays on the Brownstown Central volleyball team. They compete in a regional tomorrow. He wanted to make sure he was there for that game. Obviously didn't want to have uh, big travel going back and then coming back to Lawrenceburg today. So I think it's a good idea to get the game in tonight. And um, certainly, again, we've had a, a late start here, and it will go into the wee hours of the uh, Saturday morning. So uh, we will likely have an abbreviated post-game show just to let everybody know. That we're a little over seven minutes away from second-half action. When we come back from the break, we'll get you updated on some other scores around the area. This is High School Football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Jack, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Christmas, it can't be Christmas time yet, Travis. Well, it is, and it's time for another stocking stuffer auction, and we are shopping for participants. That's fantastic. So you're saying that if I have a business out there that I can be able to be on your auction? Absolutely. All you have to do is reach out to one of our salespeople, Melissa, Lori, Kristen, or Miranda, and they'll get you taken care of. The stocking stuffer auction comes your way November 16th through the 20th, 9 a.m. to noon each day, driven by car country, and you'll hear it on your hometown radio stations, Eagle Country 99.3 and Wiki Country 95.3. Congratulations to our anniversary winner. Renee Beddinghouse. And Renee, what part of Eagle Country are you from? Dillsboro. All right, Renee, listen up to the little clip. Renee of Dillsboro, what's the title of that song? Punching. It's you just won $99.30. Yay! That is awesome. Renee Bettinghouse is now in the running to win $993. And you could be our next winner. Last go around was way too easy. We can't make it that easy on you to win $99.30. So we're up in the difficulty this time around. Our 50th anniversary is presented by the City of Lawrenceburg. And supported by Main Street Aurora and Hummel Insurance. Market Street Grill. Miller Flannery Law. And Ripley Crossing. As well as Southeastern Indiana REMC. So if you know what song that is, be listening this Thursday morning at 720 when Bubba Bo tells you to call. And you can instantly win $99.30 and be in the drawing for a grand prize, $993. Eagle Country, 99.3. Barney, you know what that sound means. Oh, man, I can't wait, Double T. We got another auction coming up on your hometown radio stations, Eagle Country 99.3 and Wiki Country 95.3, and it's going to be driven by Car Country. Yes, you don't know how much I've been waiting on this. The stocking stuffers, guys and gals, you need to get ready for the bargains that are about to hit. But I want to be the bell ringer this time. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get you the bell, and hopefully we'll have it ringing a bunch. November 16th through the 20th, the Stocking Stuffer Auction. So happy that you're jumping on board again this year. We always have a lot of fun with it. Oh, we've had so much fun. There's such great deals. It's like, why not? I'm definitely all in. I think it's from 9 to noon, so the same hours even. Yeah, 9 to noon. It worked out really great the last time around, and this time you can get your Christmas shopping done. Definitely. Stocking Stuffers by all means, and I can't wait. The Stocking Stuffer Auction comes your way November. 16th through the 20th, 9 a.m. to noon each day, driven by Car Country, and you'll hear it on your hometown radio stations, Eagle Country 99.3 and Wiki Country 95.3. Look around you. One in three women and one in six men have experienced violence in a personal relationship. Safe Passage is available to bring safety and hope to those living with abuse. Visit our website, safepassageinc.org, or call our toll-free helpline at 877-733-1990 for information and resources, safepassageinc.org. 
Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get all the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. This is the Whitewater Motor Company in Milan Halftime Show. Whitewater Motor Company, the most trusted name in the car business. Just uh, moments away from getting second half action started here at Lawrenceburg High School. The Tigers and Brownstown Central locked into a good one here in the first round of sectional play. 13 all at halftime. We do want to get to some other scores from area teams here in Eagle Country, and we will start in Class 4A, Sectional 23, and unfortunately for the South Dearborn Knights, their season has come to an end. 47-26, Greenwood gets the win over the Knights, so Greenwood on to the sectional semifinal. That same sectional, uh, Happy Jack East Central taking on Silver Creek as they uh, match up between two top 15 teams in 4A, and East Central handling their business up 28 to nothing, Colville three touchdowns in that game for the Trojans. I mean, that says a lot about East Central, especially knowing what Silver Creek did to the Braves. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I mean, you know, 28-point uh, uh, victory as far as for uh, against the Braves, that is, from that standpoint. So definitely, uh, Lawrenceburg needs to try and, you know, make a statement out here if they want to try and be able to make a push, just kind of make a true statement for themselves saying, hey, we got this. We need to see a little more offense from the Tigers. But, you know, when you're having that so much success on the ground, it's so tough. But, yeah, uh, it definitely could be a little bit crazy. For sure. So uh, East Central, they are going to uh, move on to play Mooresville next week. Mooresville uh, defeating Madison 48 to nothing. If you remember back to last year, East Central lost narrowly to Mooresville in the sectional championship, so that will be a good uh, rematch, and uh, that is likely going to be our feature game of the week next Friday night, regardless of result for the uh, Tigers here tonight. I will continue to follow Lawrenceburg, obviously, if they move on. But uh, East Central versus Mooresville going going to be our uh, feature game next Friday. As we move into this uh, Class 3A sectional 31, obviously Brownstown and Lawrenceburg, uh, two of the favorites in this uh, particular bracket. Lawrenceburg's got the uh, best Sagarin rating uh, among the eight teams, so uh, that makes them the favorite on paper. Brownstown comes in third just behind Franklin County, so you would think whoever wins this game tonight will beat Rushville or Scottsburg. Uh, Brownstown actually just beat Scottsburg by several touchdowns uh, last week. So um, winner of this game could meet potentially Franklin County or Greensburg in the final. Franklin County is uh, leading Batesville. Um, last check, it was 21 to nothing. That was at the end of the first half. And then a uh, 1A sectional 47 very interesting sectional with uh, Milan. They are taking on South Decatur tonight. Uh, they are actually that has just gone final. Milan wins 34 to six to move on to the second round. They will likely play Try in the second round, who was um, up on Oldenburg Academy earlier tonight. But uh, North Decatur lurking on the other side of the bracket. Those are the uh, three best teams in that particular sectional. So a uh, very interesting sectional there. And who knows, we might be calling a Milan sectional championship game in two weeks um, if it all plays out well. Well, I mean, we really could be, and we kind of almost alluded to that early on. We, we had the, uh, you know, uh, able to the, uh, have the benefit of being able to call that uh, Milan-North Decatur game, watching Milan, you know, take that game, uh, you know, at home. However, uh, you know, because of the rivalry, because of the uh, matchups, the way that those two teams have evolved, uh, both teams playing good football here as of late. So it uh, really could be a uh, unique matchup, but definitely would be a fun call if that becomes a game that we have an opportunity to cover. Absolutely. And uh, as of right now, we got two teams that are going to be advancing that we uh, cover on a regular basis, East Central and Milan. So, uh, like I said, we will definitely 
definitely have a uh, sectional game for you coming up next Friday. As for the Tigers, we don't know if they'll be playing next Friday or not. All deadlocked with Brownstown Central, 13 all here at halftime. And uh, we do want to check to see if they're going to put any additional time on the clock. The teams are warming up on the field. And during the regular season, we have seen uh, a lot of, Yep, there's the additional three minutes. So uh, with that, we will step aside for another break. When we come back, we will have second half action for you here from the pit. Thanks for staying up late for us, with us, I should say, for high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Locks, alarms, security cameras. You guard your home and everything in it. But when it's your democracy, well, it deserves even better. That's why the state of Indiana protects your vote with 19 separate tests, scans, proofs, and safeguards before you even get to the polls. It helps keep unwanted intruders out. But you, as always, are a welcome guest. This message sponsored by the Indiana Secretary of State. Aired in cooperation with the Indiana Broadcasters Association and this station. A crisp morning on the way to your secret hunting spot. A bonfire circled with friends. That fall hay in all its fragrance. Whitewater Motor Company in Milan knows what tickles your nose, and it's not that new truck smell. You want a quality, affordable, low-mileage truck that will last without a payment or a fancy fake smell sticking around. Your discount truck headquarters knows what really matters. The tradition continues at Whitewater Motor Company in Milan. Find the most trusted name in the car business at whitewatermotorcompany.com. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe. The Army is where all that can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? And go to GoArmy.com to find out. For more information, call 812-209-8208 or stop by the Lawrenceburg Army Recruiting Center at 211 Walnut Street. I'm Dr. Heidi Murley, a surgeon with St. Elizabeth. Delaying your surgery may have left you in pain. You don't have to deal with that any longer. Whether it's your knee, hip, hand, or hernia, at St. Elizabeth, our advanced surgical options are safely open to you right now. Offering same-day surgery to get you home quickly. Using minimally invasive procedures to shorten recovery time. Leading the nation with advanced robotic surgery. St. Elizabeth Surgical Options are customized for you. Safe, convenient, high quality. The most advanced surgery right here. Hey, it's Happy Jack bridging the gap between Bubba Bo and Double T every weekday from 10 till 2 on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. You're listening to High School Football on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. And no, this is not a rerun or anything like that. We are live from the pit, Dick Muir Stadium, home of Neary Field. A late start tonight for the sectional first round due to inclement weather, but um, everything's cleared out of the area. We got through the first half, and uh, it was a good first half, Jack. 13 all, Lurchburg, Brownstown Central, as always, locked in a dead heat. I mean, this has been a great, great matchup here. Still getting my uh, halftime mojo on. Going to have to try and get a little energy wrapped up here for this second half, but it is going to be a good second half of football. Uh, Braves getting the ball here out of halftime, so uh, try and see what they can do. If they're going to make the statement, uh, you know, control the pace like I thought they would do for those Hagford keys to the game, or is it going to be Tigers playing smart football, keeping the hammer down and putting the points on the board? Tigers dominated the first half, or, or excuse me, the first quarter of the first half, and a little into the beginning of the second quarter where they led 13 to nothing but 
Brownstown Central, give them credit. Came back, scored 13 unanswered. And now we'll get the ball, as you alluded to, alongside Happy Jack. I'm Double T Travis there. Again, thank you for uh, staying up late with us and uh, listening to this sectional first-round contest. It is a sold-out crowd here tonight at Lawrenceburg. Of course, they have uh, kind of pulled back the amount of people that are allowed to come to a game um, with Dearborn County being in uh, the red level for COVID-19 spread. So uh, a lot of people probably listening at home as Joey Hibbard kicks that ball into the end zone, which means a touchback, and the Brownstown Central will come out for their first drive of the second half starting at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Travis, I really would like to be able to get here, uh, you know, when they don't have the weather issues and see Joey Hibbert hit some of these field goals from just crazy long distance. Cause, man, he's got a leg on him. Just love watching him kick the ball. He's been averaging right around 50 yards on his kickoff, so uh, certainly a weapon in special teams for the Tigers, often pinning the opposing team back and making them go the length of the field. So uh, a lot of misdirection on that play. Looks like T. Meyer held on to that ball, and I don't think he got much. Stopped at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, nothing really doing there. Again, I know he could be the X factor, but I think Lucas Hines is where the uh, uh, power of your offense, if you're the Braves, is going to come through. Ethan Paris on that tackle. They will give T. Meyer one yard. Big shift there from Brownstown. They like to move a lot of players around, try to confuse the offense. As uh, they give it to Steinkamp, I believe, on that carry. Nope, excuse me, that time. But, yeah, just no room to run there in the middle, though. We didn't get him on the outside if they want to try and do that. Again, uh, if you listened to our game last week at South Dearborn, Coach Koenig in the postgame joked that he uh, needed to send us some game film so that we could study up on this uh, spinner offense and uh, determine who's carrying the ball. It is uh, kind of tough to see at times. They do such a good do- job of, uh, you know, deception as uh, Steinkamp breaks a couple tackles and breaks another one, and he's got a big gainer. He's still up, drug down near the 30-yard line. Wow, what a run that was. Fantastic job by him being able to keep motion going forward. But Wow. About 45 yards on that gain. First down and a third down conversion, and again, Jack, a long gainer potentially coming back as we see the flag on the field after all the excitement. Yeah, and I thought you were getting ready to allude that Steinkamp was on the right side of the field, uh, you know, <laughs> running the ball. Yep, absolutely. It's something we saw in the first half. Uh, Brownstown Central's running the ball to the right. It's usually Steinkamp. If it's going to the left, it's usually Hines. But uh, that is going to be a uh, penalty on Brownstown as uh, the head official moving to midfield. Two fouls on the play, actually. Almost seeing a common theme there. If you're getting one play, you're kind of getting two. Okay, they are going to accept the holding penalty. Do you get the uh, explanation on that? It, it sounded like the, the ref is yelling up to the press box, uh, so it's hard to make them out, but it did sound like that the Tigers accepted the holding call. It's third and 15 from yeah, Brownstown's own 15. Yeah, that was as much as I could get out of that, but I could not catch the other foul there. 
if the Tigers can get off the field here. There's another flag. And they got an offside call against the Tigers. So we've seen this happen a couple times tonight, Jack. I think it's the shifting of the offensive lineman up front that's maybe drawing the Lawrenceburg defense off guard. They're seeing the movement and they're hopping into the neutral zone. I mean, that's got to be what it, you know what's really throwing them off. I mean, like you said, it is definitely uh, you know hard to kind of help follow the ball there. But still, uh, you're gonna have to be able to stay home, stay uh, you know grounded in that smart football mode. Third and ten from their own twenty. Big. Big, big play here early in the second half to see if the Tigers can get off the field, get their offense back out there, potentially regain the lead. They're going to throw it. And that is a nice, nice pitch and catch as Reynolds makes the play, and that is going to be a 20-yard gain and a first down. So, again... Brownstown Central has come up big on third downs tonight. I mean, yeah, just a good job there. But just watching Reynolds go up and get that ball because I really that ball was uh, failing on him a little bit. Uh, but really be able to do that and still be able to get positive gains after the catch. Uh, just a good job there from the Braves. Four for five tonight on third down conversions for Brownstown Central. High throw there, but good job by Reynolds of going up and high pointing that ball. T. Meyer is going to keep this one, and he has not had much room to run after about that initial carry he had uh, broke it off for about 10 yards. They've really done a good job, the Tigers' defensive bottling him up. They really have, which unfortunately has kind of maybe opened up some of those passing lanes that they've kind of determined they're not going to be beat in the middle, uh, forcing those plays to the outside, uh, which is you know definitely why you see Steinkamp breaking some of these runs. Lucas Hines doing the same thing. Other than the penalties, uh, could be a very different scoreboard right now. It was Braden York and Micah Foster on the tackle on that last play as Hines gets the ball out to midfield. And that looks like that's going to be a 10-yard gain and another first down. He has had great success running to the left. Yeah, definitely a uh, left feature back for sure. But, I mean, again, and he gets that motion mojo going. He's a tough guy to stop. So the Braves move the chains into Tiger territory on the 49-yard line. Another shift going on there on the offensive line. They're going to hand it off to Hines again, and he is hit in the backfield. That's going to be Ashton Craig making the stop. You heard some uh, fans here on the Brownstown side saying that the Tigers were offside. No call there. This is going to be a loss of loss of three. Yeah, I'm uh, really seeing Ashley Craig there as far as, you know, he's adjusting to that um, motion and movement. He's almost coming forward a touch a little bit, which means like he was not offside, but when he's making his adjustment, he may be moving off a little bit. There's their double handoff. We'll go to Steinkamp, and this time Noah Roulette comes up from his middle linebacker spot and makes the play. Man, Ashton Craig just uh, took Hines down to the ground, and he wasn't even carrying the ball. Well, <laughs> to be frank, when you when you play against a spinner offense, you don't know. And it was a double handoff anyway, so you're going to have to hit somebody. Uh, I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hit when they're not prepared to be hit or not, you know, defenseless, anything like that. But from the defensive standpoint, if you don't play through the whistle, and uh, hit somebody that's coming into your face, uh, 
you're probably going to lose your job. As they will run that to Steinkamp around the right side, and he's got a ton of room to run and picks up a first down on third and 13. Man, oh, man. Just, uh, man, Steinkamp just is really, uh, pretty explosive on that right side. He's kind of got his lane over there. Uh, the Tigers are going to have to find a way to contain that side of the ball. It's a little disheartening if you're a Tigers fan to see Brownstown pick up first downs on the ground in third and long situations, but uh, credit to the Braves for sticking to their guns and sticking to their game plan and sticking to their identity as well. Swing that around to the right side this time to Hines, and uh, he is bottled up, makes a good move. We do have a penalty flag. I believe that's going to be on the offense. Yes, the indication is the offensive penalty. I don't know if that was a block in the back or a hold one way or another. It's going to back up Brownstown. Yeah, it looked to be a hold from my vantage point, but, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of moving parts going on here tonight. Official call is holding on the offense. That has been a little bit of a problem for Brownstown Central tonight. But um, so far on this drive, they've chewed up about five minutes of clock. And sometimes your best defense is to keep the opposing offense off the field. Well, uh, we're definitely getting a lot of play right in front of us here, a lot of midfield play, uh, catching mistakes by both sides here, though. You know, we got the offsides from the defense. We got the holding on the offense. Uh, neither team really able to get settled down to allow any sort of rhythm, uh, which, uh, you know, right now, uh, Tigers need to find a way to get their offense on the field because that defense is going to get tired. Uh, they ended the half this way. They're still in this mode. Uh, they need to break. Because uh, that's definitely something that could kind of uh, make itself known here in just a little bit. And maybe they're going to have a big adjustment on the yardage, Travis. Yeah, I think they marked off uh, too many yards, but it is going to be a first and 20 from the Tigers' 49-yard line. Double handoff to Steinkamp, and he's got plenty of room, and he might take it all the way. What a shoestring tackle from Lucas Pierce, who saved the touchdown. Wow, yeah, and I really thought there was going to see a little more laundry in that backfield again, but none we had, uh, but about the same type of play. But either way, just a great run. And a great tackle. Got to 20 yards for the first down. They moved the chains. Actually got 22 on that pickup. Steinkamp has really uh, found his groove here as of late and has been the strongest runner on that, going to that right side. And this time it is a direct snap to Wishmeyer. Trying to catch the Tigers off guard there. Got some positive yards. I think they, like me, were expecting that to go to Hines for sure. I really expected him, especially with all that open field towards us. I really thought that's where he was going. Four yards for Wishmeyer. Brownstown does have the ball on the right hash. Uh, They don't always run to the strong side of the field. um, They do go to Hines. He has shown the capability to get that left edge. There's plenty of room to run over there. This time, Meyer keeps it, and he is hit by Micah Foster, who is uh, stepping in, starting at center tonight. We've also seen him playing some defensive tackle for the Tigers, so uh, Micah has really, uh, you know, forced his way into the lineup. Well, I mean, he's kind of forcing Meyer into doing almost of a uh, jump stop and really stopping his momentum and keeping him from making one of those cuts uh, just because he doesn't have anywhere to go forward, uh, really getting bottled up in them in the middle. Loss of one, third and seven from the Tigers' 25-yard line. Tigers have uh, not 
shown an ability to get off the field here in these last couple of drives. Double handoff, Steinkamp, and they do stop him short of the marker. Only got a couple yards there. Uh, I do believe we will see Brownstown Central go for it here in this situation, fourth and short. Yeah, I, I definitely look to see them go for it for sure, but, uh, uh, you know, really haven't been focusing much on Hines on this. Maybe it is truly just a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, balancing out, trying to get everybody involved, but man, he's such a great runner. I'm really surprised they haven't at least given one shot around that edge. Almost using him as a decoy with some of those double handoffs, uh, get Steinkamp maybe some more, uh, Room to run, but fourth and four. Huge play here for the Tigers' defense. Steinkamp gets it around the right side. Wyatt Hartman had him. He bottled him up, and the Tigers come up and make the stop. Turnover on down. Huge play for the Tigers' defense. Yeah, just a great job staying home again. I told you they had to find somebody to some way to contain on that weak side, and they did just that. Uh, but, again, if you're the Braves fans, you got to be scratching your head going, how are we not getting Lucas Hines the ball in that situation? <laughs> I mean, not once on there. Again, I know you want to try and throw off a little trickery, but sometimes your best player is your best player, Travis. I I tend to agree with you there, and he did have a huge first half. Uh, interesting call there, but a great play from Wyatt Hartman to break through the line. Uh, he made the initial contact, and then his uh, linebackers came up and uh, cleaned up the play for him. Well, turnover on down, so the Tigers will get the ball finally with 4.57 left here in the third quarter. It's a 13-13 game. Garrett Yoon is going to keep that ball, and he's got a lot of space. He's going to get the ball across the 50-yard line, down to the 40, down to almost the 35-yard line. (laughs) Wow. Um, About 45-yard gain on that play. Wow. Thank you for helping count that out for me, Travis. I was still in my – I was trying to carry the one. I was like, I know. Math is not our strong suit, but uh, we do our best here. Man, oh, man, yeah. But, wow, what a great run and a great momentum shift for the Tigers. They needed this so bad. Now if they can capitalize on this and keep it going and get some points on the board, it uh, could be a big step towards uh, making a statement here in the second half. We've seen the Tigers be a quick strike offense. They've also shown the ability to, um, you know, really grind out drives as Bird gets the handoff to the right. He's going to get about three yards there on that first-yard carry. Bird has had a nice night today. Nice night tonight, I should say. <laughs> You're already anticipating midnight, I know. I'm already uh, sleepy <laughs> here as uh, well, but uh, Bird's had a nice season. 663 rushing yards. He scored six TDs. It's a uh, lot less than he had last year uh, when he scored 23 times, but still an electric player for the Tigers. Second and seven from the Brownstown 34. They'll give it to Bird again, and he is stuffed by... I think that was Hines. Yes. Aha, yes. So Hines getting it done not only on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, plays a good middle linebacker for Brownstown as he is nearing 100 tackles on the season. Man, yeah, such a great all-around player for the Braves. Uh, again, so shocking why he a little more wasn't involved. But, you know, plenty of time there. Uh, it's one of those hindsight 2020. If it works, you look like a genius. Otherwise, everybody's asking Did you. Did you say hindsight? Oh... Maybe. 35-5 <laughs> for the Tigers from the Brownstown 32. Pearson motion to the left side. They hand it off to Bird. He breaks the tackle, runs oh. over a guy, mumbles the ball, and Brownstown comes up with it. So it looked like the Tigers were going to get a first down. Instead, it is a fumble by Adam Bird, and that could uh, 
That is the first turnover for the Tigers. They did have a turnover on downs uh, earlier on in this game. So, uh, yeah, man, just a huge momentum killer there. I mean, Coach K talked about you got to manage those turnovers. you got to play smart football. Uh, and you take a great play like that, and then you just fumble the ball. I mean, I know these things do happen. It is football, but, wow, just you hate that for the Tigers right the now. The Tigers didn't even have the ball for two minutes, so the defense has to come back out. They have to st- be getting worn down as T. Meyer keeps the ball. He is tackled by Hartman from behind. Got about four yards. So you mentioned it on the last drive. This Tigers defense has been out there a lot over the last two quarters, including this third quarter. So hopefully their conditioning (laughs) has been really good and it's coming into play here. Right now the coach is on the sideline saying, this is why we stretch every game, guys. This is why we do that. Heinkamp gets it again, and he is stacked up behind the line of scrimmage, so uh, they're going to get him for a loss. Noah Roulette came up to finish off that tackle. Well, I mean, that makes four out of the last five plays going to Steinkamp on the right side, by the way. Uh, that's just a little bit crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, again, I know you're trying to throw the defense off a little bit, but you've still got a lot of other great players that you're not really getting involved using too much as a diversion and not as an actual, uh, you know, way of getting the yards and maybe a first down. Loss of one. Tigers looking for a three and out here. Law on the Brownstown 32. There's Hines. Then he gets the first down. I, I mean, again, he truly is just that talent. You get him some open field, uh, he is just so tough to tackle. They convert the third down as Hines gets about eight yards on that carry. He is a physical runner. We mentioned 6'2", 195 pounds, so not easy to bring down. He basically matches the size of the Larsburg linebackers. According to some of the staff, he is uh, 205 all day, every day, by the way. Okay, so they need to update their uh, rooster then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. More penalties, though. I'll tell you what, it's start. <clears throat> If, you, if you're the Braves, you got to get out of your own way. You've actually got the momentum shift. You're putting the Tigers back on their heels. You're keeping that defense on the field, and then you go out there and you're just not able to execute. But, again, it's late. They're tired. Everybody's worn down. Uh, mistakes do happen. I don't know if I should say this because it is late, but it's still 13-13. to 13, So this has been a crazy day, crazy night already. It's overtime in the cards here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said it, but <laughs> double uh, handoff there, and this time Hines gets it, and he's got a lead blocker, which is T. Meyer, who lays out Brendan Bushman, and Hines takes it all the way for a touchdown, 64 yards, and wow. this time it will stand up. Hines gets redemption. Man, oh, man, Travis, I don't even know what to say. Uh, you know, again, that's what they should have been doing all the last drive as well. I mean, why not? Still counts as such a great runner. And as you saw the result there, big score on the board for the Braves. Brownstown Central takes their first lead of the contest. Now 19 unanswered points for the Braves. Extra point pending. The last one was blocked. Snap is good. And the kick is good. Brownstown takes a 20-13 to 13 lead with 1.22 left 
in the fourth quarter. I know it's late, but don't go anywhere. We're going to have a wild finish here. I have a feeling it's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Look around you. One in three women and one in six men have experienced violence in a personal relationship. Safe Passage is available to bring safety and hope to those living with abuse. Visit our website, safepassageinc.org, or call our toll-free helpline at 877-733-1990 for information and resources, safepassageinc.org. Whether it's the all-new 2020 Ford Super Duty for maximum productivity during your Monday to Friday grind, or the adventure and trail-seeking F-150 for your weekend adventures, to the all-new family-carrying Ford Explorer, Hag Ford has the vehicles to help you create the memories that will last a lifetime. Check out all our memory-creating vehicles at HagFordSales.com. Hag Ford, we are the difference. Hey, it's Double T Travis there. Drive home with me every weekday on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Welcome back to Lawrenceburg High School. Not a lot of happy faces on the Tiger sideline as Brownstown Centro scored 19, excuse me, 20 unanswered points now. Take their first lead of the ball game. 2013, Tigers about to get the ball for their second possession of the second half. Down seven points. They fumbled on their last drive. They were uh, moving the ball close to the red zone. We're about to get a first down, but uh, helmet on ball popped it out of Adam Bird's hands, and then four plays, 78 yards later, 68 yards later, Brownstown Central has the lead. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Garrett Yoon had a big 45-yard run last time. Everything was looking great, positive momentum. Bird had a couple of good runs, and then, well, coughed up the ball, big turnover, and then uh, paid the ultimate price with Hines scoring a big touchdown. Dakota Ross fields it at the 20-yard line, and he is going to get a good return. Out near midfield, tackled down at the 46-yard line, so good starting field position. Once again, for the Tigers, we'll see if they can actually do something with it. And don't you kind of feel like maybe the uh, Tigers need to kind of do what the uh, Braves are doing, kind of start maybe run that ball around the end there? The middle of the team be getting bogged up and really uh, a lot of hands, a lot of people going for that ball, looking for that turnover, uh, which just makes it that much tougher. That's not a bad call. Try to get Adam Bird and company out in space, see if they can uh, make some big plays. But since the Tigers scored on their first two drives, they've had a three and out. Turnover on downs. Short drive before halftime where they uh, tried to throw a Hail Mary and then fumbling on their last possession. So Garrett Yoon going to keep the ball here on a quarterback draw, and he lost the ball. Oh, boy, I would love to see replay. I think he was down. The referee from the backfield was saying no, that he was down. And that does look like the head official. Yeah, yep, and I do believe the right call, maybe not a fan favorite call, but I do believe the right call is that knee, uh, he was down when that ball actually did come out. And at least the great thing from the Tigers' perspective is there isn't a replay in high school football, so uh, that's going to be a positive gain for the Tigers, getting the ball out to the 50-yard line. So, um, give them four yards on first down. Controversial play in this game. Well, with as many penalties as we had, I think any, oh, most of these calls could have gone uh, a lot of different ways. So either way there, it just still comes down to execution, and the Tigers got to be able to play some smart football tonight. 
well, or maybe this morning, depending on how long this is going. We are uh, fast approaching, nearing midnight here at Lawrenceburg High School. As we do have the head official coming over to uh, explain the call to Coach Reed May, who was very brief in his pregame comments. And um, much to his chagrin, not very happy with um, that last call. As we apologize for um, any words that uh, just came through the crowd mic from this Brownstown Central sideline. A lot of emotions in here. A lot of a lot of, a lot of people in, into this matchup trying to do what they can, root their team on. Tigers got the ball on the 50-yard line. Garrett Hume back to pass. He's got good protection, and he's going to bomb it down the middle of the field to Dakota Roth, and he is tackled down at the 10-yard line, 40-yard gain from the Tigers. Boy, oh, boy, you talk about an equalizer, what that can be. Fantastic throw, fantastic catch, and just a great job by the Tigers. Good aggressive play call from my standpoint because, obviously, the Brownstown sideline and the defensive players were a little upset at the previous call. Maybe their head wasn't in the game. Tigers strike with a big 40-yard gain, see if they can punch it in and get this game tied up with 45 seconds left in the third quarter. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what they got on the, oh, for the plan here. Although, I'll tell you what, I still feel like Garrett's going to run this in just to try and prove a point. Nick Pearson motion. Luke Pearson to backfield. Garrett is going to keep it, and he does get a positive gain um, down to maybe the six-yard line. Four-yard gain for Garrett Yoon. As the Tigers will not have to run another play here in the third quarter with 10 seconds left, play clock's at 20, and they are still in the huddle. So it does look like the Tigers are going to take this possession into the fourth quarter. They'll come over to the sideline, talk a little bit more about the upcoming play call. Brownstown Central does lead it, though, going into the fourth quarter. It is 20 to 20-13. We'll see if the Tigers can tie it up when we come back. It's high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Hello, I'm Dr. David Argo with Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. It has been my pleasure to provide quality orthopedic care to southeastern Indiana families for the last 15 years. If you're experiencing pain or sustain an injury, my team and I will create a plan to get you back safely to the things you love to do. Call today at 513-354-3700 or you can schedule an appointment yourself online at beaconortho.com. Got enough fiber in your diet? High-speed internet is coming to Lawrenceburg soon. To you by the city of Lawrenceburg. Get signed up and set your installation appointment now at the LMU drive through on Walnut Street, 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Compare and save. Call now and the installation fee will be waived. Questions about high-speed internet? Call 812-532-3500 today and get high-speed answers. 812-532-3500. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Get on the news, weather, and traffic you need to start your day with me on your hometown radio station, Eagle Cut. This is High School Football on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3, Brownstown Central, leading Lawrenceburg 20-13 in the first round of this Class 3A Sectional 31 matchup. Tigers on the doorstep, though, second and goal from the six-yard line, trying to tie this game up in a hurry. Garrett Yoon in the shotgun, he's got two wide receivers. Adam Bird to his left. 
Yoon's going to keep it. He's got a huge hole, and he is in. Garrett Yoon scores a touchdown. Brownstown is yelling for a hold on the, on the near sideline. I don't think they're going to get it. And the Tigers have scored, and they are a PAT away from tying this ball game. What do you think about that call for the uh, Garrett Yoon run in for the touchdown, Travis? Well, uh, I mean, uh, after watching Larsberg a bunch this year, uh, I think he kind of got their play calling down to a T. Oh, you're, you're saying that might have been a little obvious. <laughs> All right, sure, we'll go with that. Joey Hibbert on for the extra point. Snap is good, and he's good. Smashes it through up onto the rocks here at the pit as Larsberg scores quickly to tie this game up 20-all. We're going to keep it right here. 11.55 left to play in this game. I mean, 20-all. Think about this, Travis. Both of these teams had the ball for, like, uh, you know, Three minutes about there for the Tigers, and then prior uh, about two minutes it took uh, once the uh, uh, fumble recovery there by the Braves, but they were able to come down and score. We've had two different scores, less than about five minutes in this game, and yet we just went about 12 and a half minutes with no scores. I mean, it's just kind of crazy of how much, you know, how high-powered these offenses can be, and yet both of because of penalties, uh, maybe it could be because of late play, delays, whatnot, uh, just maybe not uh, the smartest of football going on, but wow, what high-powered offenses this could be, and it's going to make a very exciting fourth quarter. Hate to sound like a broken record, but we have mentioned uh, several times how many close drama-filled games these two teams have played in recent memory. First, uh, dating back to 2016, where the Tigers won on this field in the semi-state 40-41, to stopping a two-point conversion to go to the state championship. I had the pleasure of calling that game. Um, before that, if you go all the way back to 2005, my classmates came back from 24 points down with less than six minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter. And uh, two of the players on that team now on the Tigers coaching staff Brad Seymour, the wide receivers coach, Matt Dean, defensive backs coach, and uh, got to chat with them a little bit before the game. And uh, they certainly uh, reminisced a little bit about that win. And uh, it was a uh, crazy, crazy night. I remember being there as a uh, high schooler myself, and uh, it all happened so quick that night. It didn't even seem real. But, man, um, celebrating with my friends out on the field after they won a sectional championship was a uh, pretty cool feeling. And uh, something I'll never forget, an amazing comeback. And the Tigers have uh, put a little mild comeback into this game as they were down seven and have now tied it at 20-all. So good kickoff there from Joey Hibber. That's going to be another touchback. As the Tigers student section has uh, shifted ends here, they're going to try to get loud uh, here behind the Brownstown Central offense as they come out for their uh, – Third drive of the second half will start this ball from start this drive from their own twenty. So right now it's time for Lawrenceburg's defense to see what they can do to step up here and be able to maybe put a little stop on Hines or Steinkamp. They've been doing a great job on T Meyer. They've got to make sure it contained on the end. And they are going to pass on first down, and he is sacked. Nice job from the Tigers. As Ashton Craig, I believe, was the man who is going to be credited with the sack. But uh, give Ethan Parrish some credit because he came off his left-end spot and forced T. Meyer right into Ashton Craig. 
Yeah, I was really able to just kind of push him out of position there and then just gave the quarterback nowhere to go but down. Uh, but also a big credit uh, to the protection out there in the field, you know, to giving him nowhere to throw the ball. Sure. I mean, you know, there was nobody open even in the flats. Just great job containment and coverage and then good penetration in the middle. Going to be second and 20 after that sack, third sack of the contest for Lawrenceburg as I believe Team Meyer kept it again. This time it was a designed run, and he got about one yard. So the Tigers are in a very good position here, Jack, to uh, potentially get off the field very quickly with a three and out. But actually on the third and long plays tonight, Brownstown Central's done a really good job of converting them. They really have. I mean, there is there's no panic at all. I mean, they kind of know what they're able to do. Uh, they kind of rely on that. I mean, I'm going to guess you're going to get a run to Heinz here. Uh, you know, just going to see he's going to pick up eight to ten yards just on an average. Uh, we'll see what happens. Double handoff, and it does go to Hines. He broke a tackle. Gets the edge and gets it out to about the 15-yard line, maybe the 16. So he did gain five or six yards, but it is going to bring up a fourth down. I mean, that's just what he's been able to do consistently, and yet they don't consistently go to that. I mean, I guess you can't, you know, wear him out and make him where he's ineffective. He is playing on both sides, you know, like a lot of these guys are. Uh, But still, uh, man. Powerful, powerful weapon there from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, fourth and 15, and they keep the offense out there, but it's usually a pooch punt from T. Meyer, the quarterback, and that's what it'll be. He just turns around and boots that down the field, and the Tigers don't have anybody to return it. Does take a friendly Lartsburg bounce, and that ball is going to be downed at the 42-yard line, 43-yard line. So the Tigers do their job, get a three and out on defense, and now have an opportunity to go down and uh, regain the lead with 9.50 left in this fourth quarter. Well, if you're the Tigers, you got to feel really good about that stop. And for their defense, they can actually go over the sideline, get some water, get a rest, and feel like, hey, we can actually breathe here a moment, and knowing that they just came out the big stop. And if your offense, they just came down, less than three minutes, scored. Uh, now with this field position, you got to be thinking the same. Be aggressive here in, uh, in this particular spot. Is this is that how you would look at this offensive drive? Is- I really would. Again, this has got to be Patel look first, and then who else is going to be open? Could be Roth on the far end. It looked like the uh, Tigers will pass. And let, yep, Garrett Yoon trying to find Braden York <laughs> down to the scene. <laughs> now, Garrett faked as he was going to uh, maybe run and then uh, tried to uh, pop up and throw a quick pass. Braden never got his eyes on the ball, Jack. Yeah, just uh, didn't give Braden enough time there. Maybe that was from the pressure from the Braves there, but because uh, he actually had a little space and had an opening to be able to catch the ball, but uh, without getting the head turned around, uh, just not an opportunity. The ball falls to the turf. We'll have a second and ten from the Brownstown Central 43. Again, it's 20-20. Not the year, it's the score. 9.46 left on the board here in the fourth quarter. As Yoon's going to keep it, he's got a lot of room. He cuts back and is dragged down near the 15-yard line. Wow, what a run. What a good job there by Yoon. So 30-yard gain. I mean, uh, it, for once, it really looks like the Braves defense is the one that's getting a little worn down, uh, not able to get as quick to there to the ball, uh, not able to tackle quite as cleanly. And, man, uh, just Yoon just kind of cutting him up there a little bit at the end. Yeah, Garrett Yoon's starting to find his legs in the run game. Tigers enter the red zone, first and 10 from the 13. High snap. Yoon's going to keep it again. 
and he gets the ball down inside the five-yard line, down to the four. Nine yards on that carry, so the Tigers on the doorstep again. I mean, ready to reclaim the lead as Aiden Gilmore is going to limp off the field. Dakota Roth checks in for him. Hopefully Aiden's good enough to come back in, play cornerback on the next defensive possession. Yeah, we'll say maybe just a little bit of a tweak. Just kind of walking it off. That's the good thing about having so much talent on your team. You know, you can be able to afford some of those things. Timeout, Brownstown Central. We'll uh, keep it right here. We don't want to miss out on any potential scoring plays. From the Lawrenceburg Tigers, timeouts are presented by our friends at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Beacon, Beacon, BeaconOrtho.com, excuse me. A little tongue-tied here in the uh, fourth quarter. And, um, well, stay tuned. Uh, we will have a brief post-game. Um, we're basically going to name our star of the game and have some uh, final uh, comments, and then we're going to sign off the air. Uh, we typically have Coach Kaniga up for a uh, post-game interview, win or lose, discussed with him before the game that uh, we'll likely just uh, – head off the air after the game considering the late start and um you know everybody's going to want to go home and go to bed that that sort of thing just right. for full transparency for our listeners out there in eagle country and it is deer season for any folks who are wondering <laughs> uh yes you know trying to get myself on the deer of the day yeah. page over at eaglecountryonline.com uh going to be a tough road to do that while snoring in the woods. But, you know, That's hey, true. we all do what we need to do. And we do have no shame. We will put one of our own employees on the page if you do come away <laughs> with a uh, – you won't be eligible for the prize, but uh, we can still feature you for, uh, you know, being a good shot. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, this was my eight-week anniversary. Eight years ago I was actually able to be featured on the Deer of the Day. So, you know, it's it's been done. You're due. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking to my wife. It's the same thing all the time. All right, so we are back. It is uh, second and goal. Actually, second and one from the four. Tigers can get a first down. Pearson motion to the right. That's Adam Bird. He's going to take it in. Oh, oh, down to the one. It is a first down, though, however, for the Tigers, so they'll have Four opportunities from the one-yard line to punch it in to regain the lead. Tigers led this game 13 to nothing at one point, fell behind 20 to 13, scored quickly on their last drive, forced a three and out, and now here they are about to regain the lead. Well, as much success as we have from Bird, that's only a second, um, showing like the second run here in the second half. It's just crazy. High formation for the Tigers. They hand it to the up man, Jake Pearson. He is in for the score. Tigers regain the lead with 8.29 left in the fourth quarter. How about that? Jake Pierce getting involved and getting it done, and definitely definitely not on the uh, scouting report for the Braves there for sure, but great job. Pierce is only his second rushing touchdown of the season, but comes up big in a big situation as the Tigers regain the lead. Hibbert on for the extra point. It was a 43-yard drive on just five plays for the Tigers, thanks to a big run by Garrett Yoon and Hibbert. Bangs through that extra point, so the Tigers lead it now 27-20. 14 unanswered points for the Tigers. Wow, how about that? I'm telling you, and again, not very much time coming off the clock overall. Uh, a lot of these drives being able to be done with some big gains, some big plays. I mean, there's a lot of big playmakers on both sides of the field. So, uh, you know, I know Hines has been, you know, kind of uh, the big playmaker for the Braves tonight. Uh, Steinkamp definitely doing what he needs to get done. A lot of players, you know, uh, contributing. But somebody else is going to have to step up to try and, give you know, make a difference there uh, if I'm the Braves fan. All right, quick 30-second break, and we'll be back 
With more fourth quarter action, it's high school football in Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. As fall approaches, loading the car with friends and family and hitting the local pumpkin patch or that new haunted house is sure to be on your to-do list. And let's not forget the countless Saturday mornings spent taking the kids and their gear to the ball games. That is why now is the perfect time to update your vehicle during SUV season at Hag Ford. Whatever your vehicle needs, the Ford Echo Sport, Escape, Edge, Explorer, or Expedition are sure to make this fall one to remember. Hag Ford, we are the difference. Check out our selection of Ford SUVs at HagFordSales.com. Hey, it's Double T Travis there. I have all the news, sports, and traffic you need to wrap up your day on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. What a game we've had here so far at the pit. Larksburg regaining the lead over Brownstown Central 27-20. After a quick five-play, 43-yard drive, Jake Pierce gets the one-yard touchdown to give the Tigers... The lead, 8.29 left in this game. Good answer from the Tigers, who uh, fell behind 20-13, to 13, had given up 20 consecutive points unanswered. I mean, really, I mean, like you said, 14 unanswered points that came out second half. Uh, Braves had the ball. They go down. They score. You think, uh-oh, this is looking to be a spelling of disaster for the Tigers. And they said, oh, not so fast. Came out there, did what they needed to do, put 14 points on the board, and even getting a lot of different folks involved. So uh, right now they definitely have the better game plan so far. Uh, can they keep their foot on the gas though and actually close this game out, Travis? It almost feels a little bit like a basketball game because it's been a game of runs, which uh, you don't see a whole lot in uh, football per se. As uh, Hibbert, another touchback, um, really doing a great job. <laughs> Again, 50-yard average, so... He's got a nice uh, right leg there for the Tigers. So Brownstown Central, again, forced to start from their own 20-yard line. And the Tigers did a really good job on them last possession. They were able to get that sack on first down. That really set back Brownstown Central. I think uh, you'll see a concerted effort for them to keep the ball on the ground this drive. I have a feeling you are exactly right. I'm guessing Steinkamp started off. And that is Stein Camp, and Wyatt Hartman makes another good play, and the ball is on the ground. Brownstown Central falls on it. Who was that? Let's see, number seven, Brandon Reynolds, a uh, wide receiver we've seen make some nice plays uh, tonight. Uh, falls on the ball and comes up a little gimpy. Yeah, definitely a little hurt there. But how about Wyatt Hartman? He has really stepped up here in the second half. He's made some big tackles in the backfield. And I'm really setting Brownstown back. You know, you get them into that third long situation, that's where you want to be. Well, that's that containment on the ends I was looking for, and he's definitely stepped up doing just that and making a big difference. They look to pass, and Hartman is there again, and he drags down T. Meyer as he throws the ball away. So Wyatt Hartman has really stepped up. Uh, mark him down as the player who fueled their team, or at least in the contention. I'm telling you, if uh, his name has to be in the conversation of not leading it right now because he is really making a big, big difference from the defensive standpoint. And, man, the Braves just do not have an answer right now because they have got no time to get the, allow the play to develop. Third and 12 from their own 18-yard line. See what? Brownstown Central wants to draw up on this play. They have converted some third and longs on the ground tonight. And uh, this time they're going to pass. And White Hartman's in there again. And he rushes the throw, which is in the dirt. Tried to hit Polly on a screen pass. But Wyatt Hartman owns that possession. 
Hidden penetration, three <laughs> plays in a row. My goodness. Man, that's just a great job. And great job from everybody else. Again, there's been the pass plays. The coverage downfield has to stay strong. Nobody is kind of peeking in, you know, inching up, thinking, oh, man, they got him coverage in the background. They're going to have him running. They still have to stay home and do their job. And right now, everybody is doing just that. Great job, Tigers D, stepping up when it needs to. The Brownstown Central will show their punt formation this time as Hines is going to try to get into one. He slipped, and the ball is not even going to reach the 50-yard line. See where they mark it. Uh, They keep moving up a little bit. Okay. (laughs) We'll call it the 44-yard line. Yeah, we were way out of bounds when they were up there by the 50. I'm going down. Well, but either way, uh, you know, Tigers got great field position. Uh, you know, conservative play call can kind of come back into the realm of things right now with the lead. Uh, can go back to running the ball, controlling the pace, and trying to, you know, close out this game the way they need to. Third time, Lawrenceburg has started a drive in Brownstown territory. They went three and out the first time. They scored on the last drive, starting from nearly the same position. Garrett Yoon in the shotgun formation. He's going to hand it off to Bird, who goes off right tackle. And he gets a good gain, about seven yards on first down. We do want to mention that uh, East Central is off to the second round of their sectional after a 35-0 win over Silver Creek. So we did consider that game tonight, considering it was a uh, ranked matchup between those two schools. But uh, I think we made the right choice tonight. Tigers leading this one 27-20 with seven minutes left. See if they can uh, go up two scores. As Bird gets it again, follows his blocker, and he's going to be right there at the sticks. Looks like that'll be a first down. Yeah, and uh, really glad to see him getting focused back in that run game. I mean, you know, again, had over 13 runs in the first half, and then uh, this is still only his uh, fourth run of the second half. I mean, just kind of crazy how those things have worked out. Of course, Brownstown Central for a long part, first part of the second half, had control of the ball, did a lot of offense, and really controlled the pace there for a while. Uh, now it's kind of becoming, well, maybe Lawrence first game. Tigers certainly can take their time here um, as they just reset the play clock. So, okay, that's, that's 20 that seconds left on the play clock. Uh, if I'm the Tigers, I'm not snapping this until we get down to, you know, at least in the five-second range. The, the, the clock is the Tigers' friend. And they will snap it with four seconds left on the play clock. And Garrett Hughes is going to keep that ball. As I do think you're going to see the Tigers keep the ball on the ground. Uh, why not? Clock's running. they got a seven-point lead. They're in Brownstown Central territory. I mean, for someone, I mean, I get that. I mean, that is probably the right call. Uh, I would rather see them do this when they get a little closer, almost to a quote-unquote field goal range. You got a kicker on your on your on your side of the field, but right now you're still just in a go for it situation. You really can't afford to get yourself in a third and long situation. So let's see what the Tigers kind of pull up here for us. And certainly the pass is still an option, uh, especially when you have a quarterback in the likes of Garrett Yoon. Second and eight, Pierce goes in motion to the right, and Garrett's going to keep it again. He's hit by Hines, who tried to strip that ball out. And about a one yard gain for Garrett Yoon, so it is going to set up a third and seven. Not necessarily third and long, but uh, still. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, Garrett, uh, getting up a little slow there. Uh, Big hit from Hines. Yeah, yeah, it truly was. 
uh, man, sorry to see that for him. But either way, I think right now they're still just doing what you're talking about, you know, running the clock, trying to figure out what can be the best play that they can do here. But they are back in that third and long situation. Makes it a little tougher and, you know, shortens the playbook. They will have two wide receivers. Gilmore in the slot to sell. Split out wide here on the near side. And they will hand that ball off to Bird, who follows Ethan Paris. Or excuse me, not Paris. He broke a tackle. My goodness. And gets it down to the 10-yard line. Ended up Almost the 10-yard line. 20-yard game. Ended up running over Hines there in the middle, and that's where he was able to propel himself on forward. So, uh, yeah, some frustrated Hines there uh, uh, kind of uh, pounded his fist there on the field. But, man, what a great run by Bird. And he's actually uh, running behind Ashton Craig on that play. Tigers down into the red zone here. First and 10 from the 12-yard line. 4.45 left in this game. A Tigers touchdown could potentially ice it. There's the handoff to Bird, and he's got a huge hole. That's a touchdown. He is in for the score. Adam Bird takes it in from 12 yards out to give the Tigers a two-possession lead. Wow. Great drive from the Tigers. For sure. But now, don't forget now, this Brownstown team is all about the comeback. You cannot count them out. They scored three times less than a minute against Seymour. So, again, you got to be able to think of that still in the back of your mind. No lead is safe. you got to do what you can still be able to close this out and get it done. Absolutely. The game is not over, and we have seen that again, time and time again, when these two teams play. A big extra point here from Joey Hibbard. Put the Tigers up 14 points, and it's a bad snap. It goes to Hibbard. He uh, smartly just tries to run it towards the end zone. <laughs> so, um, bad snap there. PAT is no good. The Tigers will lead at 33-20. to 20. We have 428 left to play. We're back after this high school football on Eagle Country 99.3 and EagleCountryOnline.com. Flu season is right around the corner, and again this year, Margaret Mary Health recommends the flu vaccine as the first and most important step in protecting yourself. The flu vaccine is available at Margaret Mary's Occupational Health and Wellness Center located on State Road 229 in Batesville. The flu vaccine is covered by most insurance plans, but it may also be available for free to those who qualify. Appointments are required by calling 812 932-5105. Our family has been digging deeper for ways to save money. Natalie's digging in the sofa. A quarter? Cha-ching! We even found a way we could cut our energy bill up to 80%. Climate Master Geothermal Systems tap the constant temperature of the earth to provide heating, cooling, and hot water while keeping our home comfortable all year long. And Climate Master Systems are so efficient, the investment quickly pays for itself. They're also a cleaner choice for the environment. Call Jeff at Gehring today at 812-934-6088 or visit GehringInc.com. And leave the digging to the professionals at Garing. Hey, it's Bubba Bo. Wake up with me first thing every weekday morning on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. It is crunch time here at the pit where the Tigers lead at 33-20 over Brownstown Central with 428 left in the game. And the Tigers have really come up big when it's uh, meant the most here in the fourth quarter. 
They've uh, certainly won this quarter. They've scored on three consecutive drives, and the defense is starting to step up as well. Oh, they really are getting it done. And, well, happy Saturday to everyone out there still listening. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, we are past the midnight mark. Tigers got this lead, 33-20, to 20, uh, but this has really kind of been a late development. Uh, man. Uh, 20 unanswered points, uh, you know, and really just uh, from the Tigers and getting it done right now. Four minutes, 28 seconds to go. And right now getting ready to kick this football off and see if the defense can't close it out. Yeah, once upon a time, Brownstown Central led this game 20-13 to as Hines blocks that ball from going in the end zone. And uh, he's able to pick it up, and he breaks the tackle. And he oh. knocked down by Aiden Gilmore. Right at the 30-yard line, so they do get a little bit better field position because Hines chose to field that ball. Yeah, I really thought that was a, um, a mix-up, but then I really thought he was breaking loose. I thought he broke the tackle against uh, Gilmore, but he was able to hold on and then bring him down. So uh, just a great open field tackle there by Gilmore. So Brownstown Central only has two timeouts remaining. They're down 13 points, and they're going to have to go into the score-quick offense, whatever that may be for them. Uh We've seen them score quick on the ground. Um, T-Meyer, kind of a slippery run there. Yep, still trying to get it done, trying to throw the defense off there, but not really the explosiveness that they need right now, being down 13. Yep, and they got to move quick here and on the offensive side. Sense of urgency is what it's all about. And that'll go to Hines off the left side. He does have a lot of room. He's got a lot of ball across the 50-yard line, down to the 42, 15-yard gain, first down. This year, 25. 25, excuse me. Okay. Man, you threw me off there. I thought, boy, I am truly going to sleep. 3.49 3.49 left in the game with each and every run. The clock ticks. Meyer looking for the deep ball to Reynolds, and he makes an incredible oh, Almost made an incredible catch. Wow. But bobbled it out of bounds. Man, so, <laughs> I thought we had a uh, highlight in the making right there. My goodness, could have been a big game changer, but, uh, man, just couldn't quite hold on to it, Travis. I'll tell you what, I know they like their spinner offense at Brownstown Central, but uh, Team Meyer has thrown some really nice passes specifically to Reynolds tonight. I see those kind of throws being made. I'm maybe opening it up and letting him throw the ball a little bit more. Yeah, you'd almost like maybe a little more uh, decision from the quarterback. Uh, that's going to go to Steinkamp. Trevor Jones makes a good initial hit. Jace Bohan comes up, makes the tackle for the Tigers. So, again, um, the clock is Lawrenceburg's friend. 3.20 left in this game. It is third and 10 from the Tigers' 39, and it will be four-down territory for Brownstown. Still not a lot of urgency from the Braves. Hines is going to get it going to the left. And Wyatt Hartman again sticks his nose <laughs> in the business of Brownstown Central. My goodness, what a difference maker he is! He has been and is still being. Just a great job there. Uh, but definitely scratching my head. You know, I know that they're a running team, but when you fighting the clock as well as your opponent, uh, man, just doesn't. I don't see how that's really helping them out unless they're trying to get out of bounds. Fourth and seven. T. Meyer back to throw. He's got a man down the middle of the field. It was Hines, and it was overthrown as he was working against Luke Pierce. And that is essentially what we like to call the writing on the wall. 
2.38 left. Uh, we won't say, you know, it's over until it's over, but Tigers in a, a really good position to move on to the second round of sectional play. They do end up winning. They'll play the winner of Rushville and Scottsburg. We'll try to get you a score there. Yeah, definitely going to feel like Scottsburg had the upper hand in that matchup. We did, were able to watch the uh, Tigers and the uh, Lions here, uh, you know, and Lions just, you know, still more of a young, younger building team. Uh, Scottsburg a little bit more established, but then that's why we got to play the games. You can't assume anything. Uh, absolutely. Um, a little bit of a delay here, uh, switching over offense after the turnover on downs for Brownstown Central, so Lawrenceburg will open up this possession on their own 36-yard line. They have scored 20 unanswered points, leading it 33-20. to 20. Got to figure this is a run to Bird. Keeping it on the ground with Bird, who has been a big-time star tonight for the Tigers. Get some positive yards there. We'll see Brownstown Central uh, take their timeouts. And we'll keep it right here. Again, uh, timeouts are presented by Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Find them in Lawrenceburg, Batesville, and Green Township. BeaconOrtho.com. And, um, well, with 2.32 left in this game, I think we're okay to go ahead and name a star of the game. If uh, you're ready, Happy Jack. Man, uh, <laughs> what a, I guess somewhat of a tough call, but it, it's just got to be, um, from an offensive standpoint, it's got to be Bird for me. Just really has been performing on all facets of the game, uh, well over 100 yards, two touchdowns, just getting it done. Uh, just a big, big boost when this uh, Tigers offense uh, needed it most there on the ground. I agree with you on that uh, star of the game. It will be Adam Bird for the Lawrenceburg Tigers. Be the star of your game in a new car, truck, or SUV with Warranty Forever from Gary Trable at Hurlinger Chevrolet. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, just make it official. Wyatt Hartman <laughs> has been absolutely phenomenal tonight, uh, specifically in this second half, um, really leading the defensive charge, making a lot of plays in the backfield. So Wyatt Hartman, the uh, player who fueled their team, presented by Wardway Fuels, your local propane and home heating oil provider with fast delivery to your business or home, visit wardway.com. Tigers are 232 away from moving on to the sectional semifinal. And, um, well, if Scottsburg did indeed beat Rushville, as we assume they did, um, Scottsburg and Lawrenceburg were both at home tonight. So um, whoever's on the bottom half of the bracket is actually going to be the uh, home team next week. I don't have that information off the top of my head. Um, Tigers could have a little bit of a lengthy drive down to Scottsburg next Friday night. I'm sure they'll go anywhere as long as they're going to keep playing as Bird gets another handoff. It's about four yards on that carry. And it'll be another timeout from Brownstown Central. So to uh, recap some of our scores tonight, South Dearborn season comes to an end, four and five on the year after Greenwood Took care of them in the first round of the sectional, 47-26. The Knights actually made a nice comeback, actually had the lead, 26-20. Greenwood goes on a big run to win that game in that same sectional. East Central, a winner over Silver Creek, 35-0. We know that East Central will play Mooresville next week, and uh, that is a matchup between the third and fourth-ranked teams in Class 4A. So we plan to bring you that game next Friday 
as our feature game of the week. And then after that, we assume there will be a uh, sectional championship to call, whether it's going to be East Central, Lawrenceburg, or Milan, who advanced with a win over South Decatur. So uh, we're setting up pretty good for at least the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's going to be some great high school football. I'm telling you, <laughs> tonight's game is any indication of the kind of games we're going to be looking at going forward. They are all going to be some highly contested and just some great matchups, both defensive and offensive. Man, hopefully everyone's going to be tuned in because whether we you know, hopefully we're not on at midnight, but either way, <laughs> it's going to be a great time to be listening to some good high school football. But just down the road, uh, potential uh, championship games, Lawrenceburg, Franklin County. They didn't get to play earlier this year because of COVID-19. Milan and North Decatur potentially uh, could be a really good one. So uh, we look forward to seeing what happens as Adam Bird takes another run right there uh, near the sticks. Does look like it's going to be a first down. Another third down conversion for the Tigers as well. Yeah, Bird now almost able to equal his yards from the uh, first there. Had 76 in that first half at 65 right now here in the second with two touchdowns. And that uh, first down will essentially do it for the Tigers as Brownstown Central has no timeouts remaining. So the Tigers will take it super slow here on offense. A couple more plays and uh, they will be advancing into the second round. So well worth the wait tonight if you are a Tigers fan. Bird takes the ball off right tackle, breaks the tackle, and slides down at the 40. I don't know if he did that on purpose, but a, a very smart play. Looked to be a, looked to be very uh, thought out there. I think that truly was an on-purpose slide. As he picked up, uh, I think, 16 yards on that game, Jack. <laughs> My math is uh, serving me correct. Yeah, you are correct there, and uh, definitely gives him more yards now in the second half than he did in the first. <laughs> 81 yards there total here in the second half, so definitely getting it done. I know. Sometimes, you know, not necessarily, you know, real competitive time at the moment right now. But either way, he's still doing the runs and getting in the work. And the Tigers are going to go into victory formation here with 90 seconds left in the game. Garrett Yoon will take a knee. And with a 40-second play clock, they'll be able to take a couple more knees in in this game. So, uh Really a, a pretty gutsy win from the Tigers, who, again, for the second week in a row were tested, found themselves down in the second half, but defense steps up, 20 unanswered points. Everybody's going to be pretty happy at the end of the night. They really are, and I think they're going to go back and look at film and say, wow, what a difference the front line made. I mean, they had all kinds of shakeups in there, you know, uh, changing center, changing guards, moving guys around, uh, gave up some pressure early on, didn't know how much of a factor that was going to be. They all settled down defense settled down, and then everything just kind of came together for the Tigers. And it will be a uh, long ride home for the Brownstown Central team and fans. Hard-fought game tonight from the Braves. They always uh, do give Lawrenceburg a a very good game. But uh, really, um, in recent memory, the Tigers have had their number in the postseason. They will come away with another win as Lawrenceburg is going to Win this game 33-20 to to move on to the sectional semifinal. Nine wins in a row for the Tigers. As they will celebrate at midfield, there won't be any handshakes, but some gestures saying nice game from across the field due to COVID-19. And uh, with that, as promised, we are going to have just a, a very short post game here as we keep it right here. Happy Jack. Final thoughts from this game, 33-20 win for the Tigers. 
Well, just seeing the way that the uh, Tigers were able to really, you know, not only just overcome the adversity of where they kind of position they put themselves getting down again in the second half, but this time being able to do it with authority coming back and really being able to put some true points on the board, get some different folks involved. But, you know, because last week against South Dearborn, they made the comeback, but that's it. They really kind of stalled out, and it really was an exciting offense that they were able to do, able to do a lot more of that. And then with the defense stepping up the way they did, just an overall great performance. Had a few issues, a few minutes issues but you know when you're playing after midnight I think the coach is going to give that a pass absolutely and uh, normally we would have uh, coach Kaniga up in the booth but uh, we are going to sign off here tonight in a uh, short post game uh, due to getting the late start and um, you know everybody just kind of wanting to get head, home and get to bed way. so uh, we will uh, say some thanks here before we uh, wrap up uh, we do want to thank the head coaches of both teams for their uh, pregame comments we want to thank Lawrenceburg Athletic Director Mark Pearson for getting us set up everything we needed here up in the booth. Uh, obviously, I want to thank uh, Lawrenceburg High School and uh, everybody here with the uh, football team and the athletic department for the hospitality, um, allowing us to be in the gym, um, you know, safe from the uh, storms that came through a little bit earlier. That was uh, very gracious of them. And, of course, uh, we want to thank our great listeners out there that have stayed up late with us to uh, – Hear this ball game, a Tigers win. Our great sponsors that allow us to get out here and, uh, you know, call these games each and every Friday night. And um, we will continue to call games here into the postseason. Again, next week it will be East Central and Mooresville on our hometown radio station. But we hope to uh, catch up with the Tigers for some more games further on into the playoffs. So uh, one more time, Lawrenceburg wins at 33-20 over Brownstown Central. Or Happy Jack. One more thanks to Elliot back in the uh, studio for saying oh, yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. forgot about that. Sorry, <laughs> Elliot. But anyways, for Happy Jack, I'm Double T, Travis there. Thank you for listening so long. Good morning and good night. You've been listening to a hometown tradition. High school sports on your hometown radio station. The games on Eagle Country 99.3 are powered by Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Dearborn County Casa, the City of Lawrenceburg, the Dearborn County Health Department, Deville Pharmacies, Caring Heating and Cooling, Ag Ford and Greendale, Ivy Tech Community College, Parker Mary Health, Safe Passage Inc., U.S. Army Lawrenceburg Recruiting Station, Wardway Fuels, Gary Trable at Hurlinger Chevrolet, St. Elizabeth Healthcare, and Whitewater Motor Company in Milan. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for a hometown tradition. High school sports on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.